listen, one of the many things I want to say about this movie is that it is absurd that anyone would be mad at Xavier for killing a supposedly 600 mutants, a number I got from the Wikipedia, because I, I didn't hear it in the movie whenever they clarify that, or 600 people, sorry. I don't know. Some of them were probably mutants and some were not. 600 people. When we have just watched like 10 movies in a row where the X-Men kill like 700,000 yeah. people per movie. And then they're like, oh my God, people hate mutants. <laughs> they hate us. Magneto like obliterated the actual fucking world that one time. And then they were like, but he helped after, so it's fine. You're talking about X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah, like Magneto regularly obliterates the world. And then in this movie, we're supposed to believe that the actual extermination and like genetic reprogramming of the entire human race and mutants happened because Xavier killed 600 people. Like, that was it. That was all it took. Anyway, I'm Maddie. (laughs) I'm Ryan. I was waiting for you to intro because you were both like high speed talking and I was like, I'm just going to let it go. Ryan's asleep. (laughs) He just got here. I am. Todd is also here. We all watched the first half of Logan. I watched all of it, but everybody else watched the first half. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. up until the hotel scene and I was like this seems like the end of act two I'm just gonna stop here but the horses the horses Ryan you missed the horses on the highway with the future of of Google delivery (laughs) (laughs) you missed the part with the robotic trucks do you remember that part, Ryan? Logan hates robots. Do you know what we're talking about? No. Okay, this whole movie, this whole movie is about robots. It, it genuinely is. Kind of is. about robots, yeah. Oh, okay, they're cyborgs because Donald Pierce, for some reason, is in this movie and not with the Hellfire he Club. Is, yes, it's not. Donald Pierce is with the Reavers, right? That's not totally out of character for him. He digs those guys. No, I mean, that is true. That is true. I think that makes sense, but I don't know why that was the choice for this movie. I have a lot of questions. Because all of this movie is about robots. Because it is not. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I don't know why you're saying that. Why is it about robots? Because you didn't finish the movie, but it is about robots because you see the robotic trucks on the highway. And then much later in the film, you learn that there are these robotic harvesters that were programmed by Dr. Rice to genetically modify corn so that all corn syrup caused mutants to die and humans to stop ever reproducing mutants. That is like what? there is a robot theme running through this entire movie. Oh my movie. god. I don't, that's, I don't that's know. That's why mutants stop existing. Yes. Corn? 
It doesn't make sense, but it's corn. That's the answer. I hate this movie. And the black family that you run into, they they grow corn the old-fashioned way. <laughs> they're not they're not about it. Oh my it. god. <laughs> they're not about the eugenics program. This movie, I don't I Maddie was messaging us being like the first half isn't that bad. And I'm like it's not. There's like two scenes. There's two scenes that I actually enjoy. You know, the more I thought about it, this keeps happening to me with this movie. This movie is such a smoke screen because you watch it and you're like, the acting is so good and everyone's crying the whole time. And you're like so emotionally affected by that that you kind of get smoked out of what's really going on in the movie. Okay, you know? hold on. I actually think I know what the problem is, Maddie. It, so like what's happening in this film is that, I, first of all, I think James Mangold is actually a pretty good director and writer. I agree. He, the direction is great. He did the Wolverine too, right? Yes, yeah. and which we all three liked. Which we liked. Yes. Mostly. Our favorite X-Men movie, I think. It needed fewer backflips, but other than it that. Did. And it needed fewer big robot samurais at the end. It needed precisely one fewer. <laughs> with him in robots. He just really likes robots. James Mangold is a robot. Oh, shit. <laughs> Donald Pierce is James Mangold? Question mark. That would be really funny. Does James Mangold have a robot arm? Has anyone looked into this? This is the hyperest Maddie has ever been. I'm awake. I, I truly. It really is kind of impressive. <laughs> I, like, what's happening right now? I'm just, it's like she's got to make up for my energy while I it drink is my coffee very, here. I'm like, are you and Maddie having a Freaky Friday situation? Like, are you at each other's bodies right now? Is that what's happening? Wait, it'd be funny if I just started talking to Maddie's inflection. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> well, but Ryan, say what you were going to say. I was going to say that I think this movie would actually be enjoyable if it wasn't an X-Men movie. Like, if it was just some other movie with like these other characters, they could keep all of it. And I'd be like, all right. I don't fine. know though. I feel like I feel like so much of it leans on the X-Men as a structure and like I Logan guess. as a character. Okay, sh- fair. Logan, yes. But there's so many pieces of this movie that I do not understand. I have trouble with it too. Quick thing. <laughs> Professor Xavier does not need to be in this movie. Patrick Stewart's amazing though, so I kind of let it slide. But- I don't agree with this, but I want to hear your full argument. I feel like the movie doesn't work without him at all. So I'm curious why you think it would. But does does the movie work with him? Yes, because he need the pathos of what what hope there used to be for the X-Men and how dead it is. Like, that is the theme of the movie. I know you don't like the theme of the movie, but that's not the same as saying <laughs> you just don't want it to exist. Like, he represents the failure of the X-Men. And that is what okay. is hanging over Logan's head throughout this movie. And it is the albatross on him that he can't get rid of the whole fucking time. Like, that is what it is. And that's part of why the movie is so annoying. Because you're like, <laughs> Logan should just kill this guy. And also, yeah. Logan is the guy who would kill his beloved Jean Grey because she was going to destroy the planet. And yet we're supposed to believe he wouldn't just stab Xavier in the night. I'm sorry, not believable, but it's a symbol. (laughs) It's a symbol of the albatross that is the X-Men, the hope that Logan has abandoned all of that hanging over him. And then he reprises it when he meets all these young little baby mutants and saves them. That's, you know, first Laura, and then eventually he meets the rest of her friends at the end of the movie and saves them. (laughs) The rest of our friends. It's like, it's like Laura Kinney and Fred. It is her Laura Kinney and friends. It fucking is Laura Kinney and friends at the end of the movie. It literally is. Todd, I know you're not there yet, but you can picture it. It's fucking Laura Kinney and friends. And then at the end, they all go to Canada and they're all happy and fine. And that's how the movie ends. I'm still reeling from 
The okay, so no, I no, I'll wait. I'll wait until we actually reach that part of the movie. All right, that's fine. But you right. can do that. Although I have questions. I have, I have, I have questions. I have questions too. They, they can wait. I mean, yeah. I have so, a lot but of Ryan, questions. Do you want to explain what movie you think it would be if Professor X weren't there? I mean, it would be a completely different film, but I want to hear it. I don't, I don't, I mean, like, I hear what you're saying in terms of the theme, like, the symbolism. Yeah. I get that. I guess I didn't like pick up on that, but I also didn't finish the movie. So, like, I don't know. Well, you have seen it before. Let's clarify. You and I saw it together in theaters at the time. We I saw was it. drunk. For okay, that whole well, thing. that's fair. So, that was my own doing. I know I, like, that was, a, that was a troubled situation for you and not a willing one, <laughs> but that may have been the best way to see the movie. I don't know. I mean, Logan is drunk for the whole movie. Why should we be sober? I don't. I don't drink anymore for a very good reason, and this is a great example yeah, of that. For the same reason that Logan should stop drinking in this movie, which is that <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, we 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 actually had another X Men theme party for this, and you dressed up as, as Logan. Logan. Yeah, <laughs> but it was a pretty small party. Also, okay, so the other piece of this is this movie came out in 2017. It was filmed in 2016 before Trump won the election, but like you can tell, it really leaned heavy on the editing in terms of being like Trump just won the election and we're all going to fucking die. Like that is the These vibe. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure this was also in the same. They were producing this and X-Men Apocalypse at the same time. Like they were both being shot. That's crazy to think about because those movies have very different vibes. Well, these movies came out like six months apart. You're right. You're right. But this movie feels so reactive to Trump. Like the opening well, maybe where it's so leaning on like the border and like the way Mexicans are yeah, treated I in mean, America. I, I did think about that. Well, it, can, it can feel reactive without necessarily like being intentionally reactive in the same way that, you know, like the the first order when the, yes. you know, Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, like, wow, this totally yeah, feels it felt, like felt like it was part of it. But it's like, was it? Was it actually made with that in mind? Probably not. I think this maybe was because when this movie was being made, it was in 2016, like May to August is when they were filming it. Daphne Keene was 11, by the way. That was the main reason I looked this up because I want to know how old she was because she's so fucking good. How old is she now? She's like... She's 18 now. Wow. She did an incredible she's job so, for 11 so years old. Good. I know. So good. Well, that was something they said at the time. They were like, this girl is like she's so crazy adorable. Good. I love now her. I think I know why they made her character pre-verbal though. <laughs> she's so fucking funny. <laughs> it really hurt the image of the character of this like tough, vaguely feral Laura Kinney. She opens her mouth and goes, I'm Laura Kinney and I'm seven years old. <laughs> this is funny because Todd hasn't seen the second half of the movie where Laura Kinney does start talking. Yeah. Spoilers, she's going to talk later and it's also incredible. I hope they voice modulate her. I hope she sounds like fucking Darth Vader. She does, yeah. She She's wearing a Bane mask the whole time and she's like, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, but also my other piece of this was that I was like, this movie is very much post Christopher Nolan Batman. That, that was actually yes. referenced on the Wikipedia page because I did take some notes, oh, but there wow. aren't a lot this time. There really weren't a lot of notes that like, you know, like when it came into Apocalypse and I was like, <laughs> I was like, here's the backstory of this insane fucking film. This one's simpler. It's a lot simpler. It's like James Mangold made The Wolverine and then he was like, I want to make a sad fucking movie. And everybody's like, OK, sure. And he did. This movie, <laughs> this is crazy, guys. This film won nine awards and was the runner up in five awards and was nominated for you know 40 additional awards. Because it's serious. It's serious. It's bait. It's bait. And it's guys, what if the superhero made you cry? 
was bad. What if you thought? What if a superhero was really sad? <laughs> did this? Do you think of did that? Did this movie you make you that? cry, Maddie? Did this? Did this movie make you cry? Um, yes. However, <laughs> here's the part where I cried. You two didn't get to it at the very end when Daphne Keene is crying and she says, Daddy, I cry. I cry. What can I say? She's an amazing little actress and she's so cute. Well, okay, that's fair. How Daphne Keene steals every single that scene, scene that she's in. She's so powerful and she's like holding Logan's hand and she says, Daddy, I'm sorry. If you don't cry at that, I understand why you didn't cry, but also... Come on. I'm not saying I've, I've, known, the movie. I've known the three of us for at least a good while now. Well, I haven't known me very long. But, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, the three of us? What is the sentence? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> so, metaphysically, you've known yourself for about a day now. <laughs> okay. But seven years of therapy, it actually would not be unfair to say that I haven't really met myself until recently. Okay, fair enough. Um, I don't know where this Where I was going, going with this, <laughs> however. Oh my God, yes. Is that, did this make you cry for at least the three of us? Doesn't feel like a good metric. No. I've cried at a Folgers commercial before. Yeah, I mean, it's, we cry at things. We cry <laughs> at things. Doesn't that, doesn't, that doesn't mean that I think the themes hang together. It's a good scene is what all. you're saying. They don't. Okay. It's a great scene. And Daphne Keen is so sweet. And I texted my sister about this, but like I have, I'm sorry to do this. I have a niece now and there, she's a very sassy kid and she's adorable. And there were moments when Daphne Keen is so sassy in this movie that she reminded me of my niece. And like that, that part, it's manipulative. It's intentionally manipulative. Like you feel for a child. You're going to feel sad oh no. about a fucking kid. Maddie's going to start writing video games I about know. her daughter. I know. Sorry, guys. I'm going to start being like, of Maddie guys, Myers. have you ever thought happening. about daughters <laughs> and how important they are? And like, I didn't really <laughs> see God. women as people until I was related to a young one. And now I've realized they have <laughs> feelings and they're complex beings. <laughs> Maddie, the Maddie Myers wife guys. <laughs> video game dad pipeline i am so lost in this conversation right now (laughs) (laughs) we're just talking about the trend of specifically male creators how as soon as they have a daughter they suddenly are like guys i just realized women are people i need to make stories about my children now i have a daughter (laughs) is this like a thing that happens in gaming that i'm just not aware of it's a thing that happens not just in gaming it's the thing that happens period for straight men who are like i don't respect women well i don't really know many straight men so <laughs> Honestly, I try not to consume art by straight men. I, it's a thing I'm doing. I'm doing a cleanse. Um, I don't. But so this this movie really feels really feels like a product of its time, and that's not to say it doesn't hold up. Like I think there are still people who are like, "This is the best X Men movie" because it's the serious one, and like it's also the one that's rated R. Besides, it's Jeff rated Bull. R. Yeah. Okay. I don't... Can I get my rant about Please this? Please go the way ahead, now? Todd. Yeah. Okay. The very first note I have about this movie is it's a very serious movie because it starts with Logan saying fuck. Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember that anymore because there's so many F-bombs in the movie. Does he? Oh, he does. Truly, the first word of the movie is, is Logan fuck. staring into the camera and saying fuck. That's hilarious. I've already forgotten this. 
but I'm sure you're right. The, like, the, fucks, the fucks per minute in this movie. Every dialogue piece is fuck for the beginning. It's just Logan yeah, stomping it's... around, drinking whiskey, beating people up and saying fuck at them. It Truly, the fucks per minute rate for the first half of this movie is... It's excessive. So intense. I just want to do like a VH1 pop-up video thing where we just pop up a counter mm-hmm. every time there's a fuck. And we would be in the 5,000s by the 20-minute mark. <laughs> Easy. This is like on par with how many times Goofy goes, you hook, in a Goofy movie, yeah. right? <laughs> it's just that it's Logan going, you fuck? <laughs> well, gosh, Logan, she's your daughter. <laughs> oh, my God. Goofy. Goofy. We are never doing this this early ever again. The thing that's <laughs> next week we are. <laughs> we are going fuck, to no, try. we aren't. No. We could start at 8. The thing that's yeah, we'll start me, at I'm going to get this sentence out if it kills me or more likely kills you. The thing that struck me about this movie is that it's trying so hard to yep. be adult. It's just like there's there's so much blood and people get killed. Like Logan stabs a guy right through the head like seven times. I'm like, okay, Mangle, I get it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're horny for ear fucking. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. But like. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Maddie was that. not ready for this morning. <laughs> so thrown off suddenly. Um, yeah, I guess I guess Logan does stab a guy in the ear. <laughs> and I like that like seven times. He does it so many times, and I'm like, okay, we get it. Yeah. So the beginning of the movie is. Lo- I'm just gonna quickly go over this because it doesn't seem like we're gonna go over the plot Wait, too many I, times. I want to. I want to finish my thought. It's very short. Okay. It's just so instead of feeling like a quote adult movie, it feels like a 16 year old making what they think is an adult movie. So like, yes. there's yes. lots of egregious violence and guys saying fuck all the time. And yeah. I'm just like, but that's not. That's not mature. It's just silly. So again, it's like the Wolverine anime. It, again. It's like the Wolverine <laughs> anime in certain respects. <laughs> I love Logan. I like Logan's giving me burnout these days. I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> we have seen a lot of Wolverine stuff lately. Well, it's because you're basically doing lines of Logan off someone's ass for the past three months. <laughs> it does feel that way. We're really on Logan OD you right really now. Really mainlining Logan for I'm gonna say since what May? We are about to be Logan free for a while because we're gonna do the Gifted next, and then we're gonna do the Deadpool movies. So we are Logan free for the next period of time. Thank goodness. Like. No more Logan cameos, at least until Deadpool 3. I'm not saying thank goodness, because I love Logan, but like... It's we just need like, a break. It's okay to Wolverine take a break. Wolverine anime was too much. It was too much. And now I'm watching another Wolverine property that I don't enjoy. It's fine. And if you if you miss him, do you know where he will be? In the woods. Yeah. In your memories. Oh. Your <laughs> but not in his. He's not going to remember you. And if you remember him in the middle of an episode, that would be a Weapon X flashback. Oh well, God. he's not going to remember anybody else, so we may as well remember his flashbacks for him. Okay, Ryan, say what you were going to say before we get into the plot of the film. Okay, I don't, I don't have a lot of notes this time going to this movie. Uh, I already mentioned that we did the party. Yeah. But first thing is that uh, this was inspired by the famous comic Old Man Logan, yep. in, in which it shares absolutely no similarities at all. <laughs> and, and other than Logan being an old man, that's it. That is it. That's it. And then also, Sabretooth was written into the initial screenplay, and they cut him out last second. Huh. Leaf Schreiber was penned in to do it, yep. but it didn't make it to the final screenplay, and all I can think about is that I'm pretty sure that whole X-24 thing was supposed to be him. 
And I'm sad that they didn't just keep that. That would have made more sense. I think it really would. Todd have. hasn't really gotten there yet, but X twenty four. Jesus, no, I mean X twenty four is stupid. You saw his limbs. Oh, in I've this. already seen mentioned. I've already seen mentioned. They've already shipped him out in a box. Yeah, they did. It's he's like a robot. It's really dumb. Okay, so also Richard E. Grant, who plays Doctor Rice, was cast as a villainous mad scientist who everyone thought was going to be Mister Sinister. Yeah, because he had the right look for it too. And there was even the Mister Sinister and credit scene in Apocalypse. Yes. And so everybody was like, oh, that's what it's going to be. But then I guess they forgot or whatever. No, no, no. Xander Rice is also a character from the comics. I think they just went. The- no, he's he's right. He has to be there. Yeah. It was just it was weird because they did that setup. I know. With and Mr. It, Sinister. It's that never paid off. Pay off. Never paid off. Here is one of the good things about the X-Men and the MCU is that Mr. Sinister didn't get like done incorrectly in the Fox universe. And the MCU will absolutely want to play up his campiness because that's what they're about. Also, more importantly, X-Men 97, he's already part of the X-Men TAS universe. So we get to just keep on having Mr. Sinister being himself in that world. I mean, he's so, he's so huge at this point in the comic books that there's no way they wouldn't. Okay. My final note is that the film was also re-released in theaters. Sometime. In black and white. I forgot about Uh, this shit. Nami the fuck? So stupid. Logan Noir, Todd. Logan Noir. They were like, listen, we have to turn this into Sin City right now. You know what this movie wasn't? You know, it, it, it was too colorful. That was my main note. I was like, there's so much color on the screen. I'm just losing my mind. If only the colors went away. I have not seen the black and white. I don't know if it's a situation where it's completely in black and white or if it's black and white, except the blood is red. I could see them doing no, that shit. No, it's not that. And I, it's not that, right? It's not that. It's just black and white. Good. Good? Good. It's the stupidest re-release ever. I'm sorry. It's just, it's just. People want to saw it. I don't know. I mean, there's <sighs> also an extended version of this that. Adds more I blood. don't have it anymore. <laughs> no. There's like a half an hour extension extended version of this movie or like a half an hour to 45 minutes it's crazy you can buy it online i don't know what's additional in the film and apparently it's mostly more fight scenes and i was like what there's so many fight scenes in this movie actually so it's kind of surprising that they would want to add more so now that we're here to talk about logan i'm going to give you my full opinions on the barbie movie because i'd rather talk about that (laughs) (laughs) better movie not gonna lie better interrogation of masculinity in america in the barbie movie than in this movie just saying so this movie starts off with logan working as screaming fuck a limo driver i don't know why why this is his profession choice so i feel like i'm willing to defend a lot of choices in this movie because i'm like this fits with the themes this doesn't fit with the themes it doesn't fit anything. Why would Logan do this? Logan isn't known for driving. Why wouldn't he be a security guard? <laughs> well, okay, but that might be why, right? I guess. If I want to be super charitable to like, the movie. no one would look, would look for him doing this. Nobody would think, look, he's a limo driver. What? No, that's <laughs> dumb. Todd, but the problem is that later on this movie, that lady is yeah, like, Gabriella people him. said that we saw Wolverine driving a limo and that's how I found you. Yeah, they recognized him. Put a hat on Logan. <laughs> exactly. And if, I don't know if he wanted to say incognito that like in the service industry was a good plan yeah like you're interacting and so there's sort of this montage after after the opening fight scene where a bunch of they're carjacking him brown guys try to steal his lug nuts he beats the shit out of them they call him a puto by the way oh they call him like seven different spanish curse words this is like generation x again where they're just like saying things in spanish to be like we're spanish they really did kind of lean a little hard uh like 
Pierce calls them cholos later. Yeah, I can yep. see what Maddie's yep. talking about with like the the Trump era stuff going on here. I do see that. Yeah, and I think the portrayal of Gabriella, uh, the way she's victimized, is. I don't know. We'll get to that. I think it being set in Texas at the beginning, in Texas and Mexico, right? Yes, like, yes. Who is... Wait. Gabriella is Laura's uh, surrogate mom. But is that who she is in the comic books too? Because I thought no. it was somebody else. No, Gabriella's not in the comic books. There's a female doctor who's a white woman. Sometimes she's kind of drawn to look like an Asian woman. Because she does have a mom in the comics, right? Yeah, that's who I'm talking about. Dr. Sarah Kinney. Sarah Kinney. That is Sarah. Okay. But that's not the same person as this woman. So they kind of... No, 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 no. So. Yeah. But I, I mean, she's the stand-in for that character, yes. I think, for this movie anyway, in terms of her purpose with Laura. I it's mean, just that she's like a nurse who works there. Yes and no. So in the comics, Logan's DNA is combined with the DNA of this other of woman. Sarah. Of Sarah. Right. So she's her actual... Partial mom, biological mom. But no, yeah. I'm, I agree. I agree with your say, say. I'm just saying that in terms of the relationship she has with Laura in this movie, yes, like she, sort of Sarah Kinney, names yes. her Laura. Laura takes on that yeah. last name. That's kind of her tie to humanity is with this woman who was actually kind to her and submitted part of the genetic sample to complete the full chromosomes needed to like create a person. You can't do it with just sperm, folks. You need you right. need some some egg. I, and I actually do respect James Mongol <laughs> for doing this. <laughs> you like that? Tom? Oh, my God. <laughs> I can hear my head is Maddie like making Wolverine cookies. Making a Wolverine omelet. It's like you, you can't. It needs some you egg. You need some egg in there. We've never made X-Men Christmas cookies before before here at the Mutant Ages ever. But I was going to say something I do respect about this movie that James Mangold did is that the source material he used for Laura in this was kind of the comics, but also not really. He actually really leaned into X-Men Evolutions, like the true origin of this character. Because like all the stuff that we see with her in the lab is more on par with X-Men Evolution Mm -hmm. than it is with, the comic books, which I thought was interesting. Also, I'm glad we didn't need to watch an 11 year old become a prostitute. So I'm glad that that didn't happen. Yeah, he yeah. took that out. That out. That's that That's doesn't fine. happen anymore. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, that would have been really fucking gross. Anyway, uh, that's that was my comment. Anyway, so Logan's sleeping in his thing. He gets woken up by the guys. Oh, he can't get hard anymore either. <laughs> what? Sorry, <laughs> earliest notes. Like he tries to use his claws when okay. So when oh, the yeah, guys okay. are rubbing out, r- rubbing him out, ripping him off. <laughs> holy fuck! <laughs> <laughs> no wonder he shouted "fuck" really loud. Oh my god! He didn't shout. He muttered it. He muttered "fuck." It's even better. Uh, like he tries to pop his claws, and they kind of don't come out it doesn't really work yeah this is so and gross then, the, and then the thugs look at him and they're like him. it's okay it's fine it happens to everybody maybe you're just a little drunk <laughs> he is a little drunk so logan is constantly <laughs> is constantly drinking like Everclear whiskey like he is that's the only way logan can get drunk is to constantly be drinking i don't know i well maybe that's not true now because we get the impression that his oh you're right because he gets shot like and he gets back up but it's not by yeah. a shotgun at point blank range why yeah. did they have a shotgun <laughs> In case somebody tried to stop them stealing it, I don't. Was this like a zombie movie? Like why? Well, they're stealing a very expensive car. They need a a weapon. Well, they have like knives and regular guns, but one dude's just walking around with a fucking shotgun. Like we're in fucking Mad Max. Well, you're right that it's not very stealthy. Like they will be overheard because he's the boss mob of that encounter. Ryan, there's your explanation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Logan's over there rolling like a bunch of threes. Like, what's happening? Like, he truly, <laughs> he truly doesn't care about getting shot or stabbed by them. But he's like, oh my god, don't shoot the fucking car. Yes, he's like, it's a lease, which is funny. <laughs> like, if you put buckshot in it, which they do, yeah, they do. That was fun. So Logan obviously gets shot, knocked down, and then he gets back up. This is a classic Wolverine fight then scene he moment. Everybody. He kills everybody. He just kills like, them in the head. I was like, damn. I don't know why. Well, whatever. He kills them. Because you it's knock an them adult out, Logan. movie. You could knock them out. This is hilarious because he keeps being like, guys, you don't want to do this. You don't want to fight me because if you fight me, I have to kill you. I can't just like push you down. And you can't just push them down or tie them up somewhere. He's like, if, if I have to fight you, I have to stab you in the head and immediately blow your brains out. It's like, dude, Logan, you don't have to do that. <laughs> I think it's because he's like, I can't leave witnesses. Okay, but... I guess. Which is a problem because when Pierce (laughs) finds him, Pierce is like, so you probably shouldn't have killed him the exact way that you did because, because there really were really clear. only two options. You are a saber-toothed tiger and the saber-toothed tiger is not real. <laughs> I, that was an insane comment. I don't... Yeah, there's so many like, world-building things in this movie that are just like throwaway lines that are so stupid and that is one of them. So we do a pretty bad job explaining this line that Donald Pierce says and it's worth actually explaining it since we refer to it a couple more times in the rest of the episode. So Donald Pierce is describing to Logan what the authorities found, the bodies of, of the men that he that Logan had killed. And Pierce says it was either an escaped tiger or Freddy Krueger, but neither one of them can drive, one being fictional, the other one extinct. The important piece here is that Pierce is describing the extinction of regular tigers, not saber-toothed tigers, as Todd and I had misremembered it. Brian gets that part. Todd and I just didn't on this watch for whatever reason, probably because it's a really sneaky little bit of world building. And one of the few bits of world building in this movie, apparently regular animals are dying. Is it because of Dr. Rice's experiments? Who knows? Also, if you're listening to this episode and you're thinking to yourself, wow, they're really talking shit about a movie I liked. I really recommend the movie Children of Men. It's a movie that this movie takes clear inspiration from, but I think it lands its points a lot better. It's totally possible to have a really grim post-apocalyptic movie that still has a message about hope at the end. I'm not sure if this movie gets there, at least not in a way that works for me now, although maybe it worked for my mood in 2017 and a lot of people's moods in 2017. But in 2023, it just seems really dark and uh, not like that darkness is in service of something. So yeah, watch Children of Men and uh, feel free to skip this episode if you're like, I liked Logan. It, it's okay. We You don't have to. It, it's fine. Why are why are the tigers extinct? It's not like that's important to the plot or explained. Well, because it's like a fun joke about how Logan's an animal and a cat to be specific. Laura gets compared to a lion later. He's not a cat. He's not a cat. He's a wolverine. What? He's I don't moon. understand this movie. I don't understand this movie. I'm sorry, listeners who really love this movie. Those those people have already turned this off by now. We've been doing way too much complaining. I, anybody who actively liked the movie Logan noped out of this podcast, like, I'm going to say 20 minutes ago. 10, 10 20 this minutes is when ago. Our, view, yeah. our listenership went down. They're like, I can't believe Maddie, Ryan, and Todd didn't love this movie. That was like <laughs> this a is, life-changing this is the last all superhero film. The Discord empties out next Tuesday. Ryan, every other week we say we don't like Logan. People knew where this was going. Okay, hilariously, everyone's like, it's an emotional superhero film. And I'm like, it doesn't need to be like this to be emotional because I can reference WandaVision, which is a superhero film that has 
It's a, a TV lot of show. emotion backed into Can it. Can I just ask, what the fuck does emotional mean anyway? Well, when you experience anything. Like, it, it implies that normally when you watch a movie, you don't feel anything. That's <laughs> fucking weird. Like, but that is the, that is the reaction sorry, this movie it, it created. It means it makes you cry. Calling something emotional is like, why don't you just call it fucking Oscar bait, which is what you mean. Or call it sad. Todd, I can explain it to you. It's because a bunch of men, straight men, had a reaction yes, to this movie they because cried. they had kids. They cried. And they cried. <laughs> they had an emotion. Singular. And it's like, oh my God, So guys. after Logan kills those men and drives away, we get a montage of different fairs that he is driving around. So we got like a bunch of frat bros. One of them is a gay cowboy, which I love. Is he gay? Yeah, I was going to say this gay cowboy definitely asked Logan to give him a blowjob for an extra tip and Logan's like, all right. And then, <laughs> okay, I don't remember that scene at all. But I don't either, but now I'm going to go back and look. I don't think that's, I don't think that happens. I think Ryan hallucinated a gay man in this film. <laughs> Genuinely, okay, so then, but there's some frat bros. He's screaming USA, which I don't know why, but now that you mentioned this whole Trump era thing, I think that's it's the Trump why. Thing. I genuinely think that's why. And then we get to see the bachelorette party and they show their tits to Logan and he kind of smells. Wait, that's later on, I think. I can't fucking remember. <laughs> I, have that. I have that as a note. Hey, look, titties, Logan. No reaction. He kind of gives a small smile like, I remember when I was young and I cared about a titty. <laughs> remember boobs? Not anymore, though. Not anymore. My dick doesn't work. I didn't think she was even showing her tits to him. I thought she they were just like drunk and be like, my tits are out. No, she, no, she Ryan, literally say, says, hey, hey driver. driver. And then pulls, oh. down her, pulls down her bodice. I didn't see him smile. I thought he looked annoyed personally, but maybe that was just my reaction. <laughs> I think you're projecting, right? <laughs> <laughs> You've imagined the gay cowboy and you're projecting that he didn't like titties. That's fine. I want to clarify that the smile isn't a smile at the titty. I don't. I see it as a sort of condescending smile where he's like, "It's funny that they think I care." Like that is how. He's just like whatever, kid. He's okay. not. He's away. not grinning ear to ear. He's in a relationship right now. He doesn't have time. He for actually kids. is. Anyway. is. I agree with you, Ryan. I do see him in Caliban. We'll we get to that when we get to that. But I was like, I could not. His troubled marriage to Caliban. Is that what this is? Yes, about? literally. Okay. I, I mean, I don't want to like derail to that because Caliban isn't even here yet. I but mean, this, we're like, close. I totally forgot this was in here. I mean, that's more or less the next thing yeah. that happens, though. Well, okay, but Caliban being in this movie, I did not forget about. But I had forgotten, because at the time I saw it, I remember being like, did anybody else notice that like Logan was like actually kind of canonically queer in this? Yeah, and, like, he is. I remember thinking that. It's part of why I shouted out them calling him Puto at the beginning, because that can also be a slang for a derogatory word for a gay man in Spanish. We'll get to that. I but I mean But I, I think that's part of this movie, honestly. Like I think the queer metaphor is there. I don't think it works all the time. For but. what it's worth, even though Caliban and Logan are not people that have any kind of relationship in the comic books, like even as a friendship, yep. they kind of just know each other. But like for this movie, I'm like, mm, I kind of ship it. Yeah, I no, it kind of works bit. in this movie. And it's I know you were mad originally, Ryan, because you're like, why is Caliban in this movie? And I agree. It's very random. No, 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 no. I mean, but, like, I, I agree, like a random choice of a character, but at least he serves a purpose in terms of what the he story. serves a very specific plot purpose. In the first hour, he's like the only sympathetic character in the entire fucking movie other than Laura. Yeah, yeah Logan is very hard to like as is Xavier, obviously. Yeah, I'm so mad. I was so mad. 
when he's just like, go dump the body. I'm like, man, yeah. this is a Wolverine movie. You can't send a harmless person off on their own. I know. And you know it's not going to go that's well. That's when the Gru eats them. Like, that's when they die. I know. <laughs> does, does, Maddie, does Caliban come back in the second half of the movie or does he die? I don't remember. He does, he does come back. He does come back. Okay. Do you want me to tell you what happens? <laughs> no, so I'll find out. I kind of want to know. Okay, like, so he is alive. Um, and he has been kidnapped by Donald Pierce and they yeah. try to get him to use his mutant hunting powers to find Logan and X-23. Yeah, that's in the first half of the movie. Right. Okay. He continues to work with them for a while and then eventually finds a grenade and tries to use it to kill them, but only succeeds in killing himself. Okay. So, so no. he does dramatically die in like the last 75% of the movie when everyone fucking dies. I mean, you guys know, uh, you know, that's, you know, we're going to get there. So he dramatically yeah. dies, but he pointlessly dies. He pointlessly dies because he is trying to kill Donald Pierce at all with the grenade, but instead he just manages to kill himself. Okay. Justice for Caliban. Justice for Caliban. I totally better. agree. Yeah, seriously. I like I like him in this movie, but I do think that the problem, one of the bigger problems I have with this movie is that they like spent 10 Fox films being like, mutants need to fight for their rights yeah. to be part of this world. And the end story is like, well, it turns out they're all going to die, so all of it is pointless. I'm like, that's a terrible... So, never mind. Like, what the fuck? So, while we're on this topic, I want to continue through with this through line, because you guys have seen enough of the movie to at least agree with me on this, which I have a feeling you will. So, the whole purpose of the queer metaphor in X-Men is that queer people are irrepressible. Like, that's what the hope storyline means in the comics, at least to me, is like, you can try to exterminate queer people or mutants, but they will pop back up like two straight people will have a queer kid. There's nothing you can do right. about that. But this movie right. exterminates mutants and suggests that it's possible to completely eradicate the mutant gene. Doesn't explain how that's possible. And by the way, as somebody with a geneticist father, I can tell you right now, it's not. You can't do that. That's not how genes work. Straight up, not Maddie's how they just work. Sitting, she's like, my like, dad's literally. a scientist and my wife's a scientist yeah. and they both are confirming that this will never happen. This doesn't work, but let's pretend since it's a sci- sci-fi story, fine. Let's just say that they figured out a way to eradicate the X gene. And then to have the only mutant characters be created in a lab and have that be the hope for the future, I don't like that as much as having them appear no matter what. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, that is a different message. No, I agree. And honestly, here's my takeaway, is that I wish at your wedding your dad had explained this (laughs) when he did a speech. (laughs) Yeah, he needed to devote part of his speech to Logan and been like, listen, let me get into this. Oh my I needed God. to be a little bit longer. He had a um, long speech. But- <laughs> Sorry, I really, I've never met your dad, and I know that you said that he's actually like kind of, but he's, that he's very like mild mannered yes. and fun. But I'm really enjoying the idea of your dad saying at your wedding, <laughs> as as shown in the 2017 film Logan, and then Maddie just like tackles him from off screen. <laughs> no, oh my God, no, 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 no. He, but he did kind of like spiral into some sort of science stuff that, and we were like, what is he talking? It was about? really cute <laughs> like, at your reception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. During his toast. He, he's adorable. Yeah. I mean, he really is. Yeah. Anyway. I, um, <laughs> I, I think the, the, okay, so finding out from you, which information I didn't remember from the last, I'm like vaguely remembering the Let's Watch 2 episode from like a million years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you probably brought it up then, but like hearing now that the reason mutants are gone isn't like the, the prevailing theory was that Xavier killed them. Right. Yeah. I thought that's or what something. it was. We had assumed that. We had misremembered that, but instead Xavier did accidentally kill several hundred people 
But not but we don't all know who those mutants. We are. don't know who they are. He kills a bunch of people in this movie at the hotel. Yeah, they're it, dead, it was like, right? No, like, no, <laughs> no, they don't because if the they they survive. Not all of them. So well, not the ones that Logan fucking puts okay, his claws yeah, through. Those ones no. are dead. But like as they're driving out of Oklahoma that day, yeah, they hear the radio. They hear the radio talking about temporary paralysis. Yeah, and as like <laughs> they're bundling him into the truck at the end of that scene, you can see people like recovering. Okay, I'm also let me let me go back again. I'm looking at the Wikipedia, which is the only reason why I even know this fact. I don't know when it said he injured 600 people. He didn't kill them. He injured 600 people and killed several X Men the year prior. That is what this says. So he didn't even kill a hundred people. He didn't kill anybody. He he killed a couple X Men. Yeah. Which okay, who? We don't even find out who he killed. Gene and Scott are yeah. already dead. Well, we'll never know. It was because it was probably during one of his moments where his subconscious went evil again, like as yeah. all people's subconsciouses do. <laughs> I just like I don't like that this movie doesn't tell us this information. Like genuinely, I think it's stupid. Like tell me what happened. Don't make it a mystery. Well, that's what I'm saying. We we use so many throwaway lines on like what the universe is like, and it's all stupid shit. Like there ain't no tigers anymore. Like who cares? Yeah, you're not gonna explain that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> your fixation on the tiger thing is deeply funny. I to love- me. It, actually, I love it. I love that Ryan has brought up the tiger line this many there's, times. There's Won't just like I mean, go. there's other there's other lines in this that are also throwaways, but I think it's just a great example. And also, I like tigers. I'm gonna circle back to what I was saying before we ended up on this weird ass fucking diversion, yep. which is like thinking back to what we were afraid of, like in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sure people have heard the former theory that like AIDS was created. Yes. In a lab, of course, specifically to target what? and destroy the queer oh, community. Oh yeah, that's a common it's conspiracy not, that's not a fact, theory. Ryan. Like that's not a science fact. <laughs> oh, that's a I thing that like, we used to be afraid was the truth. It was a conspiracy but, theory. But like we we were genuinely scared that like if the government found out a way to do something like isolate the gay gene. Yeah, I do remember when that. We thought I when do we remember were big that. on believing there was a gay gene. Well, right? this was also the '90s was a period of time when the human genome had very recently been discovered. Cloning technology, like Dolly yeah. the sheep. Like, this was all super new. Yeah, I mean, this is why Resident Evil happened. It actually is, right? It actually is. Like, yeah. you can really draw I know, a Maddie line. Wrote a, I think you wrote an article about it, article like, about years about and this. years ago. Yeah, I did. Horror is about dealing with the anxieties of very real shit. Yep. Yeah. Like, there's a reason that, you know, when we started going to space, that horror stories about aliens suddenly leapt up. And horror stories about space in general and, like, dying out there in space and all that stuff. Yeah. That's, yeah. We're not going to climb into this right now because I have a lot of opinions about people relationship with space because it is very strange in a lot of ways <laughs> but but it is true that horror stories reflect what whatever scientific advancements Our are being made of the, at the life. time and yeah. technological advancements of the time oh yeah i mean it's the, it's a combination of that and then also like real life politics that's yeah. horror. that's that's why that's why hitchcock made birds because there were a lot of birds at the time God, I'm just like oh little God. monster show up. This spinning, this spinning picture of a spinning picture of a newspaper front page that just says, "Holy shit, so many birds!" Okay. <laughs> oh my anyway, God. Wait, where are guys? Really, movie? nothing happened. 
happens in this movie for us to be weird about. Like, okay, 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 all right, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, so we're at the funeral now. I don't know whose funeral this is. Yeah, is so it for the Logan, people he just it's murdered? Not, it's no one's funeral. It's a fair. It's a fair. Oh, it's a fair. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I thought this was just Logan like dramatically visiting Jean Grey's grave again. I being actually like, thought that. I too. remember her, and that's her. <laughs> that's her mom that died, and like now I'm here secretly supporting her family that's now dead. And I was like, what? But it's not. They buried. They buried Jean Grey in Texas. Right. Okay, but also I thought it was very strange because, you know, they have to do, they do a set here. Like, so they went to an actual graveyard, but then put in fake graves somewhere or at least had them facing, like, because you can't, you can't show the tombstones with all the names on it in a, in a movie. You can't do that. So I was like, all right, so all the tombstones are turned away except for one that is turned around and says Peters on it. And I was like, is this relevant? Evan Peters? I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I, Thank you for that Scooby Doo delivery. I, I I was like, who built this set? I was very confused. I was like, is this relevant? Because here's the thing: I know that it was a fair, yeah, but it would have been a much more effective scene if it wasn't a fair, and it was just Logan drunk visiting the gravestones of the dead X Men, and then having Gabriella. That would also make sense as to why Gabriella found him there, as opposed to being like oh, you right. were recognized, which I don't believe. I bet you in an earlier version of this screenplay that is probably what this scene was. And then she's like, "I found you because you went to the fucking X Men's grave." But instead, she runs out, which is and this is insane. She just like runs out in the middle of this funeral. She's like, "I need your help." I she's like, "Hi, Wolverine. I knew it was you." People said that we saw Wolverine driving a limo around. She really is mistreated by this film. I really don't like. It's unfortunate because like there's only two women in this film. It's her and Laura. There's nobody else. There's no other women. Oh, don't forget the black mom at the farmhouse who's gonna die too. Don't forget. I did her. forget about her, but everybody in that family dies. You haven't met her yet to be fair why is there like a black family in this movie that just gets murdered i don't understand we'll get to that in episode two of logan 2017 Uh. (laughs) but first while dropping off a fair at a funeral some rich lady at a funeral uh this this strange woman gabriella asks him for help and he refuses without even knowing who the fuck she is he's just like bye and calls him wolverine yeah she knows him and he's like "Uh, i don't i don't know who you're talking about and and his his (laughs) line delivery is fuck 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 she got me fuck Fuck, fuck me. Fuck, fuck <laughs> off, lady. Fuck, 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 fuck me. Off. I was like, Jesus. Like, Never bring Logan to a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> so Gabriella drives away and we see this quick shot of X-23 in the backseat looking out the window and she's staring at Logan. Perfect yeah. shot. Perfect. Really good shot. Very eerie. She's so good. She's I, like I said, every scene that... Daphne Keene is she steals she's even so if she good. doesn't do anything. She's just... She has such a magnetic presence. Daphne Keene also plays... Lyra. That's true, and she's really good on that show. Yeah. The HBO Golden Compass. So she's the main character. Yeah, it is. And and also, uh, Daphne Keene, when she auditioned for this movie, they brought her in, and they were like, she was like, can I just do this thing the way I want to do it? Mm-hmm. Which you'll see in the second half of this movie, Todd, where she speaks a bunch of Spanish and does all this crazy stuff. And so that's that scene was like put in there because Daphne Keene crushed that audition. Yeah. And like when she left, the entire team was like, there's no, we can't, we have to continue auditioning, but we've already decided. Like, yeah. that was crazy that this, this 10-year-old just wandered in. Well, she's fluent in Spanish. And, okay, but also hilarious, hilarious, like, Hugh Jackman does not know Spanish. And so she did this whole, like, monologue in Spanish that she made up on the spot. And they were like, wow, that was really good. And she, like, like gave Hugh a hug and all that. And they were like, they shook hands or whatever, and they left. And, like, 
Daphne's mom was like, so she just called you like a ton of terrible shit in Spanish. Like she just like straight up was like swearing at you. Yeah. And it was like very funny. So this is something else the movie does. You never get translation for any of the Spanish in this movie, which I actually don't really like. I think it dehumanizes those characters, separates you, the viewer, from them. Well. Mixed feelings about it. Again, what you were saying before about the Trump era nonsense. But I, I think you're supposed to, like, white liberal style, really feel for these characters and be like, oh, Logan, you're supposed to take care of the brown people. Uh, well, I'm a white straight man. Do I sound like one? <laughs> and I had feelings watching this yeah, when feelings. Laura. <laughs> I had feelings when Gabriella oh gets God. unfairly murdered and Logan finally decides to do something. I had a daughter, and so I know what it feels like but gabriella is still a dumb bitch because women are stupid all right anyway uh <sighs> that is kind of the feeling yeah. that we get anyway so now we're at a hospital and where logan is like getting some illegal drugs which turns out to be like fucking ibuprofen and he's like, <laughs> which is just hilarious and then he gets in his limo and pierce crawls into the back of it donald pierce donald pierce old metal hand himself crawls in the back seat and he's like ah I don't know about saber tooth tigers. I don't know why he's southern. It's, it's, I think it's, he's just southern because like all of this is taking place in Texas or New Mexico. I, Donald Pierce in this. I don't know why they chose Donald Pierce still. I didn't know it was Donald Pierce until five minutes before I stopped watching the movie. Doesn't matter. It actually doesn't matter. I didn't that know it's it was Donald him Pierce until Rice been. is talking to Caliban and he mentions the Reavers by name. And I'm like, oh, that's Donald Here's Pierce. Here's an important question. <laughs> How many fan fictions of this movie exist of Donald Pierce like fucking Logan? Oh, in probably a, limo? a billion. But let's go ahead and look that up right now. Okay. <laughs> Are you actually doing that? <laughs> yeah, what, why not? I don't know. Honestly, I suspect there's probably, <laughs> there's probably a lot of harm comfort fic that's Pierce and Caliban. That's going to be my guess. Oh, see, I was going to say Logan and Caliban. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. no, Logan Caliban, That that's definitely a thing. We're about to get into that, actually, which is hilarious. Not hilarious. They're married. They're I don't know married. why I said hilarious. They actually are. They are. Okay, so, all right. Well, Maddie's <laughs> looking that up. Logan leaves. Does he leave the country? He leaves. Does he go to Mexico? Yes. Is that what's happening? When he when he's driving through the thing and says, hey, Sam, it's he's leaving the U.S. He's going through border control. Mexico. Yeah. Oh, so they know each other. Cool. Because at the border, like, that's a con- that's a common thing. There are plenty of people in the in Mexico who drive into Texas to work in the U.S. and vice versa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. Like, they fact, the fact that he says, hey, Sam, means that, like, he sees this He's doing it regularly. Yeah. Every day. Right? I wasn't yeah. really paying attention to the scene. I just, like, saw him go through, like, what I thought was a toll booth. And I was like, there was probably customs that I wasn't paying attention. So. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so he, he drives into Mexico, or as we like to call it, based on where he lives now, Mad Max, apparently. I know it really is, though. And then there's, like, a whole Mad Max convoy later. Like, that happens in this movie. <laughs> so much. Logan's security system to hide Xavier, by the way, is literally like a rusted fence, and I think that's the stupidest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> by the way, there's almost no fan... This is very hard to search for, I because Logan... You know why? It's because only straight men like this movie. Yeah. Anyway. There's almost no Logan Caliban, which is really upsetting. Well, you know what? We'll write the Logan Caliban fic. We'll put it out there. We'll start it on AO... What is it AO3. called? AO3. What's this we, by the way? I, I will not be doing that, but I <laughs> look forward like, to your I'm version. I'm I don't know, Ryan. I don't think I'm going to write it either. I think this is I'm all gonna, you I'm do. just going to ask Chat GPT to write it for me. Okay, that sounds great. Mm. Um, so... <laughs> Nah. I don't know. They can't. It can't actually write any port on there. <laughs> Trust me, I've the tried. GPT equivalent of Mid Journey going weird. They write. <laughs> they write porn fic about Logan and Caliban, but Logan has three dicks now. All of a sudden, like 
<laughs> well, that's like if it draws the porn. All like. right. So I was looking at AO3. Did we talk about how Donald Pierce asked him about Gabriella? That's the whole point of the scene. And then it ends. Oh, no. I just moved on because I yeah. want to talk about Caliban. All right. But yeah, cool. he- so after, after the Donald Pierce scene. He's like, hey, so we're looking for Gabriella. And Logan's just like, I've never heard of a Gabriella and, ever. And Pierce is like, I believe you for some reason but here's my card call me if you run into her well no i think he does believe him because logan's like i haven't actually because like he's saying there's a girl there's a woman that's coming to look for you Mm -hmm. when she finds you call me call me yep and then he looks at the card and he screams fuck 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 he actually does scream fuck the card says alkali on it (laughs) it says transigen research a division of alkali yeah it's alkali dash transigen so that's logan going Fuck right, yep. like yeah, like Weapon yeah. X two point Why can I not escape Alkali Lake? I don't know, and it's only in these movies that Alkali Lake exists. It is not a comic book thing. Also, I love how it used to, it used to be a government project, but now it's apparently not a government project anymore. That's fine, whatever. You know what? Okay, you know what would have been hilarious just to keep up with how many fucking strikers. <laughs> yeah, not- you know, yeah, I, know. Striker I keep this. waiting for a striker. Do you, do you remember? To da- okay, that, what movie? was it? Um, <laughs> first class. That scene that had three different strikers in it. I was like, no, stop, it please, was, Jesus it Christ, wasn't three, <laughs> Ryan Christ. You can't do this. <laughs> no, no, it was technically okay. So there was like striker senior talking to striker junior, and striker junior was like, "I'm having a baby," and I was like, "Jesus, no!" I, was, I forgot there was a baby. Okay, but it would be really funny if there was like another. Generation of strikers in this movie. Is it like an Exiles thing? Are you imagining an Exiles team made entirely of William Strikers? <laughs> oh my God. So, as Logan is crossing the border, he's on a phone with somebody who's selling a boat, a yacht, and he is trying to negotiate the price of this yacht, the Sun Seeker. And presumably to get get I away. I don't even remember this scene. I was wondering why later Caliban was talking about a boat. And I was well, like, it's because Logan's trying clearly, to buy a boat in this scene. He's got I some stopped, ad. Okay, I will admit that I stopped this film multiple times to listen to a song I wanted to listen to. And then okay, well, I also paused it multiple <laughs> times, but I still managed to remember the fucking Sunseeker because it's like Xavier's last words when he's dying is Sunseeker because he's like, if only we were on a boat together, son. Okay, and so this is this is what I made a note. I was like, wait, Logan and Calabar are dating because yes. they get there. Yeah, so. And it's like, yeah. it's uh, everything throughout this movie. We'll talk about it, but they are presented as a couple, right? Like, I'm not crazy. Yeah, I feel no, like this not was joke. intentional. Like, joke free. Right, this is like, I think they're supposed to be canonically like a couple in this. I, I truly do believe that because that is the way it's written and how these the actors are playing these characters. Yeah. And they, right? they a deeply dysfunctional couple though. Oh, for it's sure. Like a deeply dysfunctional taking care of Logan's dad. Yep. That is Chuck, like, right. Who has Alzheimer's or something. I mean, it's never actually specified, yeah. but he has a degenerative brain disease. It is. And it's like, I mean, their relationship in this is a sad one, but there's also moments in here where you can tell that they also care deeply for each other, which I thought was very fascinating. I just thought, I don't know why this was just randomly thrown into this movie. I don't hate it. I think it's, it helps. Yeah. So anyway, he gets there. Caliban's like wandering around and he's like, hey, I had a really rough night with your dad last night. You know, Xavier keeps saying that he's communicating with somebody mm-hmm. and like trying to read my mind. And Logan's like, well, we got to give him these pills to stop that. Because apparently he has like mind off pills. I don't understand what the fuck yeah, he's what are getting. The like, pills? What? so the okay, no, they, they mind explain off it off later. Pills. Mind off pills. <laughs> if only I could take a mind off pill. Am I right, folks? Ba-da-ba-ba. There's two. Depression. There's two medications. There's the injection 
And that is for like sleep. preventing Just putting him seizures. to sleep, I think. Well, no, because no, no, I, think, the, I think the pills prevent them, but the shots stop it if he has one and they like need to do it like yeah. ASAP before he murders a country with his brain. <laughs> it's like the pills are suppressing. Mm-hmm. That's right. Basically. Oh, Giuseppe doesn't like taking them. I don't think they're like special. I don't think they're special mutant pills or anything. I think they're just like downers or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's unclear. There's a scene later in here where Logan finds a pilly gate Xavier into the limo. I don't know if Xavier that he didn't take. I don't know if he didn't take it yeah. or if Laura was like just spit it out. I like I don't. No, he he didn't take it because a little bit after that he tells Laura to give the pills to Xavier and Xavier takes them and then Logan turns around and says, "Show me." Yeah, he yeah. says that because he knows that. Picard, called Picard, Jesus fuck. That Xavier put, where he finds the pill is between the cushions of the seat. Yeah, yeah so he knows, yeah. and isn't that like so prior he knows to that Xavier didn't take it. the telepathic seizure that Xavier has at the hotel slash casino where... That he wasn't taking his meds. Yeah, yeah that he wasn't exactly. taking his meds. Yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, it happened. But that's later. Okay, yeah. so well, I guess I was confused. Anyway, so what is happening? So they go to check, Logan goes to check on Xavier. Yeah. Well, Xavier's like spinning around in his chair and screaming a bunch so of nonsense. Here's, okay. Funny this is, I actually have something relevant to mention. He he has Xavier in like an orb. That's not yes. Cerebro. A silo. It's in a silo, like a wheat silo or something. I don't fucking know. It's a huge canister. It's an oil. It's a former oil refinery. Okay, yeah. So it's an oil silo, uh, and it's so it's like a big round tank that was probably used for for storing like you know unrefined crude or whatever. Fine. Yeah. But if when he goes inside, and Caliban makes a comment about how like the tank is supposed to help suppress his telepathy from the outside i don't know if it has something to do with like the metal construction in it or what i don't know it's a throwaway line don't obsess over it he's like the tank has all these cracks in it that's why he's able to get through he does say that yeah what is it made of it's like made of the same shit as like magneto's helmet like it <laughs> no it's not it's not special ryan it's it's, it's not truly special. not special okay but the thing that i noticed about it because logan goes in there and that's basically where Charles is living. Like he has, you know, because it, it's yeah. partially sunk into the ground. Yeah. Right. But right. the inside of it really looks like a ruined Cerebro. I think that it part, does. I think that part is intentional. And I think that like, that's it, cool. Yeah. It's not like, it's not, it's, but clearly, it's a big it's round room. Orb. I mean, it evokes, but also cerebro. it's also like the marks on the walls and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think they deliberately made it look like. Yeah, I agree with that. I think like that was like what they were trying to do was that 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 is like in the post-apocalypse cerebro. You know, I mm-hmm. don't know. I think it, it's cool though. It's not literally what it is, but it's definitely like no. But it's trying to generate that feeling. They attempted to make it look that way. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that piece makes sense of this movie. I think that is a that works. Mm-hmm. I also like that, and this isn't in the original script. I think it's just Patrick Stewart knowing this monologue. Um, he does. Part of Julius Caesar's monologue to Brutus from the Shakespeare play. I think this whole scene with Xavier rolling around, I think that was all improvised by Patrick Stewart. I don't think that was in the screenplay. Not all of it was. I'm, I mean, I'm looking at the script right now and some of it's in there. Yeah. The Shakespeare wasn't. I, and I know Patrick Stewart's been in a bajillion Shakespeare plays. So I yeah, think that I was, was just gonna, something I was he say, knew. I think he was just rolling around and they're like, we'll keep it because he's incredible. Yeah. So. And like some of the lines are different in the script yeah. compared to yeah. like what he actually yeah. said. So anyway, he, Xavier's like, who are you? And Logan's like, you know who I am. And Xavier's like, you are the man who puts me to sleep. And so Logan tries giving him pills or whatever. And like, there's this like a fantastic performance of Patrick Stewart as Xavier screaming no and doing like backflips out of his chair. And yeah, was like, like writhing around. And then Logan has to like wrestle with him. And somehow he's strong enough 
that he can like kind of fight off Logan for a second. Okay, this is uh, Todd kind of touched on it when he was um, in Slack watching it, and I totally agree with it. I think this is actually one of the cooler parts of the movie is that whenever Xavier has a seizure, we go into this like full on like horror situation mm-hmm. where it's like a high pitched yeah. wine, everything looks weird. They do a good job of making it feel real scary yeah i mean like, it's cool yeah it is and like everyone cool. is like barely able to move because they're in so much pain like your body locks up like your teeth are jittering and everything okay so so like in this is not something he does regularly in the comic books which is to say freeze everybody with his mind but it's something he does in the movies, in the movies all the yes. time yeah. because yeah. That, anyway. that's like they don't know how else to show his psychic powers apparently mm-hmm. but i do like that in this movie james yeah, mangold took a way really to take point. that yeah. and turn it into like something that he does normally but what if he doesn't have control over it and he has like you know seizures or whatever and what what happens and also what if freezing people is really painful <laughs> Which it wasn't yeah. before. When he was freezing people before, they were just paralyzed with no memory. They weren't even remembering it. They happened. didn't even remember it. Yeah, this yeah. they're they're fully conscious and in pain with their mouths open, screaming, but there's no sound yeah, coming it's out. Like amazing. It, I mean, it's the, really scary. The guy and when when it happens in the hotel and Logan walks up to the door of the room and the I guy know. like yeah. like looks, but he can't, can't do anything. Yeah, move. he can't move, but he can kind of move his eyeballs to see Logan. It, yeah. Oh, it's so much. It's so creepy. Like, it's, it's, it's a really cool good. stylistic choice. It's a really cool stylistic yeah. choice. Yeah, I agree. And I, if this is what I was saying earlier, where I'm like, I kind of wish this wasn't an X-Men film because I have a lot of problems with this movie. Like just a different sci-fi movie, basically. Right, but I think James Mangold can make a really good film that looks really interesting to watch. The movie's well made. I just... Yeah, it's just it's like it doesn't make any fucking sense. Is the problem. <laughs> so I also think it misunderstands a lot of the. I mean, I sound like Ryan, but it misunderstands the X Men. It doesn't feel like X Men. I, I agree yeah. with that. It's a it classic like Ryan Pagella line. It doesn't feel like X Men, but it doesn't. That is my argument with every Fox film past X Men 2000 because I think X Men 2000 actually did nail what the X Men was, and then just gave up after that. Yeah. Like there just hasn't been. It's like the metaphor has been gone completely since X2. So I think it's like it's kind of it's kind of a catch 22 where if this was separated from the X-Men and the need to connect to X-Men stuff. Yeah. Then the story would make more sense because it would be its own sci-fi story or or maybe they would have done more necessary explaining of things that they just gloss over. Right. Because they assume you kind of know. On the other hand, though. I think if it weren't for like Logan and Xavier as established characters, I don't know that I would give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Cause when, even then even more so you'd be like, why can't he just kill him? Like, it's really hard yeah. to understand that because we know Logan as somebody who's like, ah, oh, let's just kill him. Yeah. Like, we know he's that guy. He's like, yeah, this, is, this yeah. person is a danger to themselves. Also, I don't buy that lucid Xavier wouldn't be like, kill me. Like, I don't buy it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like he would be. I feel like he'd be like, I'm 97 canonically in this movie. <laughs> kill me. I could kill you. So kill me. Like, I don't understand that. Like, he would be trying to commit suicide during his brief moments of lucidity. He would be. I, it you makes know? Yeah. sense. And that, that was my argument. I'm like, I'm like, somebody just needs to kill Xavier. And it's because I don't it's, understand. It's, Doesn't he like die like just naturally or something stupid like that? I don't remember. No, 
He doesn't. X-24 kills him. Oh, that's right. Which is also stupid. Because yeah, it's still Logan. Well, it's still <laughs> Logan, but it's like, it makes less sense and it's less satisfying. It's just stupid and meaningless because X-24 killing people and being in the movie is meaningless. Yeah, right. So again, if it was Sabretooth, that would have made so much more sense, right? Like Sabretooth breaking and killing, like Xavier would be like, I fucking did what you couldn't, asshole. And Logan's like, I'm gonna kill you. You know, like that kind of shit that they've always done. Yeah, so. I mean, that would have made sense. Sabretooth kills uh, fucking Xavier. He's like, happy birthday, Logan. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> and, then, and then he shows up two months later. I'm covering your birthday present, Logan. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Fucking Sabretooth man. Logan doesn't know his own birthday. It's fine. There are some good moments in this scene um, after Charles takes the drugs, where he remembers who Logan is. Also, during like his like seizure, we do cut over to Caliban, which I think is important because you see that Caliban's in the middle of like making dinner yeah. for him and Logan, yeah, and gay, he's frozen adorable. and he's in pain. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I thought that was gay. He's too. like cutting up a bell pepper. It's adorable. Anyways. Yeah, and so Logan dramatically crawls over, stabs him with a needle that turns off Xavier's powers, and Xavier's like, how long have I been here? And Logan's like, go the fuck to sleep, and like, <laughs> throws him in the bed. Yeah, He's like, truly just... Logan's such a jerk. I know, and it's like if you're gonna be this much of a jerk, just kill him. Okay, wait. So I need to I need to clarify something that I think is stupid. So Caliban can sense mutants. He's not the one who senses Laura. He never does. Charles Xavier does. I don't get that. In this scene, in this scene, Charles Xavier says there's a new mutant, a young one. But wait, 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 wait. How how far can Caliban? track a mutant even when laura shows up to the house caliban doesn't go that's a mutant he doesn't he says nothing about it they don't actually meet because she's like in the vicinity she's like 10 feet away from him right no 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 no. i i do think that caliban there's a moment where caliban walks out we'll get to that later but i think there's a moment where he pops out when logan comes back and is freaking out caliban's looking around like as if he's sensing something and that and he goes into the trunk and it's like, who's this belong to? I just think it's weird. I feel like it'd be nice if Caliban were part of this story because that would make more sense to me. I know the thing you're talking about, Ryan, and I do think that like he sees the ball and he picks it up and he says, who did this belong to? But there's something in the way that he says it. Yeah. Where he's just like, there's a fucking mutant. Like he doesn't say it aloud. All right. But you can kind of Maybe feel I'm like, like I felt assume. like that's what he was thinking that was the way i took that scene too well regardless charles introduces the idea of laura in this scene it's charles who introduces yeah yeah and he tells that's true he tells logan that there's a new mutant a young mutant and there's forces trying to kill them and so on and so forth is that in this scene yes yes the part i wrote down is that xavier gaslights logan for being a disappointment which I think it's just him projecting. I think that's the point of that scene is Xavier projecting. Well, yeah, because he says he says what a disappointment you are when I found you. You were pursuing a career as a cage fighter. He just says a bunch of fucking mean things. He says addicted to barbiturates. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what? why he I says don't. that. Because I'm like, Logan is addicted to alcohol. That's very clear. But like, how many? But how much barbiturates would he have to take? I know you'd have to take for so it to have many. an impact. It's like also we aren't exactly seeing Logan. Like, like popping valiums or whatever. Like that's not something we're seeing. It doesn't matter. Logan heals. Well, oh my God. He's bad at healing in this movie, right? He can't really do it. That's a whole nother thing. I don't understand about this movie is like, why is mutant powers aren't working correctly as he gets older? Because over time, the adamantium is poisoning his body. Oh, is that, is that what it says? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that from the last movie? It no. says it in the second half. He eventually meets a doctor. Who's actually pretty nice. Who's like, there's something in your body that's poisoning you. Let's figure it out. And Logan just leaves. 
leaves oh, and is like, that's I already right. know what it's it is. It's just like, fuck, I know what it is. Never so mind. So th- what we're seeing is basically Logan's been alive for so long that the adamantium in his body is breaking down and poisoning him. And that's why he's so bad at everything in this movie. He can barely heal. Yeah, he can okay. barely fight. And that's what eventually kills him at the end. All right. Anyway, so Xavier says something about the X-Men. He's like, he's like, I gave you, I gave you a family, Logan. Yeah, and he's like, you're waiting for me to die. Well, no, first he's like, I gave you a family, <laughs> Logan. And Logan's yeah. like, yeah, except you killed them all. So yeah, and now they're dead. <laughs> yeah, like they're not. Thanks, Dad. My first thought was like, I'm like, man, I can't believe he managed to kill like Storm. But then I remembered at, like Fox Storm doesn't do anything. So it was probably easy. Also, like Xavier could kill Storm in the comics. He could just fucking snap his fingers and kill her. Like, Xavier is extremely powerful telepathically. I mean, they revealed recently that he actually does have telekinesis also, which is just terrifying. I hate that. Anyway, you gotta stop that shit. Like he's had it off and on going all the way back. I know. No, I know. I know. It's crazy. Different discussion, different day. So this is when he screams, you're waiting for me to die. And then I love that Logan's room is empty except for like empty whiskey bottles and then also randomly the Miramasa sword that he doesn't get yeah, in the Wolverine. Katana. I actually he has like a katana that. on the wall for some fucking it's reason. From his, it's from his friend Yukio, guys. Okay? Probably. Honestly, probably. Where the fuck is Yukio in all of this? Like, where's Mariko, Yukio? Where are his she, friends? She foresaw a whole bunch of death and then just went, nah. <laughs> She's like, I'm not she, talking to that guy anymore. She's like, this is how Logan dies? Just turns around and goes back to Japan. She's like, I'm not, no, I'm not getting involved in any of this shit. Although this is something that he actually did directly connect in the other movie is that, remember, he, she was like, I see you dying with your heart in your hand. And then we thought it was going to be that. But what happens is that he dies with uh, Laura in his hand. Okay, but he literally does die with his heart in his hand in the Wolverine. Yeah, I, he does. Well, that that, but like that was like yeah, the more direct interpretation. I feel like this feels like a, t- a viral Tumblr post that Ryan is is reciting no, 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 to us. No, right no, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure this was like done intentionally. I think it's supposed to be a, a callback to that. Well, James Mangold made both movies, so it's entirely possible. I mean, it's believable. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I think James Mangold did that on purpose. I think I don't know if it was intentional when he made the Wolverine, but Probably I think he not. did connect it later he kingdom hearts that shit it's just like oh actually yeah. logan's heart was his guiding key and then and then also like the nobody version of logan walks out after he dies Jesus and he's Christ. like logniks logniks x24 is the fucking nobody that's why the x is there guys oh my god the two is the n the four is the a oh my god Maddie okay, screams anyway. X24 that's who it is and I spent that full 30 seconds being like I don't understand what she's saying I just understood <laughs> <laughs> so Caliban says that the dose is too low to suppress the seizures and he like gives Logan the pill bottle and is like oh we should mention like the pills like the medication that he's giving to Xavier he like walked up to and drug dealer bought from an EMT yep. at, at like yeah we did say that care. yeah <laughs> But this is like the first time we see Caliban and Logan's relationship too, where like they're just immediately arguing. Like immediately. Well, and Caliban's being very reasonable and Logan's being like, really Fuck you. unreasonable. Yeah. <laughs> Women shouldn't talk back. Like that's really <laughs> where he's at. <laughs> With Caliban and I'm just like, you're a terrible husband. Like this is awful. Yeah. Yes. Be better, be better and to Caliban your wife. is like, 
I know that you're going to save up and buy a boat and drive away from me with your dad and you're going to abandon me. You're buying the Sun Seeker <laughs> okay, and I'm an albino and I get sunburned. <laughs> He's just like, I don't see me hanging around below decks like Nosferatu. <laughs> yeah, he does say that. Wait, we're not even in that scene yet. Like they go, yeah, we are. Like, yeah, we well, are. Well, Logan takes like a nap or whatever. You're right. I didn't okay, want to go like, over it, that. I don't care. No, 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 no. We don't need to. But I do want to talk about how this, this lead in comes in because they did have the fight earlier like caliban and logan arguing about the pills and like look they like, have two fuck off no i know but that's what's important because then it goes to this scene where caliban is ironing their clothes which is like this Gay. is very this is this is they are a, a couple, couple this is this. very domestic there is yeah. no other way to read this situation and the way that caliban approaches it is very much like i just had a fight with my significant other where he goes I don't want to fight, yep. but there are things we need to discuss. Yep. Don't consider this as nagging if I reinstate what I said before, but the dose is too low. Mm-hmm. Uh, Logan is like, well, it's what he gave me because now Logan's cooled down and so whatever. And Caliban like, kind of quietly reminds Logan, he's like, listen, I almost died because your dad went and had a seizure, but you can heal and I can't. I also know that you have a lot of money scrolled away. And that's when he points out, like, you know... To buy the boat. Right. And and Logan's like, yeah, I'm going to get us all a boat. He's like, no, you're getting you and your dad a boat, and you're not thinking about me. And Logan's like, but I am. And Caliban's like, no, I can't be in the sun because this version of me is a vampire, and it can't be anywhere in sublight without (laughs) bursting into flame. So weird. Albinos can go in the sun, turns out. Turns out, right. The original Caliban had, like crazy white skin and stuff too right i don't know in the comic books he's like a monster so i don't even really know <laughs> he was a morlock originally yeah. right? it's like he's like not even but i he don't doesn't think he has human. like anti-sun weakness does he? no but also also albinos don't go in the sun and burst into flame yeah. that's not a thing that happens i'm, I'm looking <laughs> at his don't? wikipedia and i don't see anything about this <laughs> anyway anyway so Caliban's like, so what do you want me to do? Just live under the decks and fold all your laundry for you? And you're like, he actually says fold your underwear, which is like, this is gay. gay. There's like, like that is a very, very gay line. Mm-hmm. And he's like, also, I found this adamantium bullet in your pocket. You didn't bother removing. And I think Caliban's actually hurt here where he's like, what are you going to do? Kill yourself on me? Like then he, Caliban has a very defensive line where he's like, well, if you're going to blow your brains out, at least do it at sea because I just mop these floors. Like, you know, like it's <laughs> very much like they have been married for a very long time and they still love each other. But like, clearly they need to go into like couples counseling yeah. or something, you know, like just because like they don't. I, I, I do feel like the whole vibe here is that they've been written as like they fell in love at some point and they're still they still love and care for each other. But like things are not going well, you know? Yeah. And I've been there before. I get it. You know, so. Caliban Caliban then kind of re, repositions himself because Logan sits down dramatically and he's kind of he's not I mean Logan's angry but he's calmed down from when he was like storming around the house earlier just like banging on shit and like slamming doors dramatically mm-hmm. uh, so now he's like kind of cooled off and so Caliban comes over and like they're they're very close here and I was like I really thought that Caliban was gonna like touch him like on the knee or something like in a, an affectionate kind of way he doesn't, but Caliban sits next to him like a couple and is like, you know, a year ago, you asked me to help you with this, but you're not talking to me. You don't communicate with me. I hear you at night and you're definitely not sleeping. Do you want to talk about that? Like, you know, he's and he brings up all this other shit that Logan's not talking about. Mm-hmm. Logan's like, no, I don't want to talk about anything. And Caliban's like, well, we need to communicate so I can help you. Like, this isn't going to work. Like, you're not talking to me like you used to talk to me, basically. 
And he's like, and he's like, I know something's happening to you on the inside, and that you're getting sick. And Logan just like gets mad again. It's like, oh, no, everything's great. He like stomps out. He smashes Caliban's favorite mug too. He breaks it. He does. He does. Because Caliban says, "That's my favorite mug." Yeah, it's sad. It is Logan's sad. a terrible I mean, I, boyfriend. I, I, terrible. Like, okay, so it is abusive, but I think it's like. A different kind of abuse when like, because you know me and my history of great relationships. I did date somebody for a long time who was like this, the way that Logan's acting in this, where he's like... Too depressed to function. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. but I mean, like his his emotional manipulation and like the abuse that he gives Caliban is coming from a place where he himself is not dealing with this shit. And it's like just creating all these problems. And you're like, I don't know what to do for this person because like he's not doing this intentionally to hurt me. It's coming out of a place where he just fucking can't. And like, how long is it before Caliban? I Caliban, am I going to walk away? Right. So mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. Italian Caliban, that's me. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, like, I don't okay. for what it's worth. I don't think Logan comic book Logan would be like this in a long term relationship or marriage. I and I have a hard time. I don't either. I, I mean, that's part of why. I have a tro- I have trouble with this movie because I'm like I'm not sure I buy this version of Logan like I don't think this is how he would end up. Right. But I think people like the idea of him ending up this broken. I just think that he would cope with it in a different way. I agree, but I I think this is movie Logan. Like movie Logan's great. Hugh Jackman's an excellent actor. I love him. He does a great job as Wolverine, but I will be the first to say that movie Wolverine lacks all the emotional depth that Logan actually has in the comic books, mm-hmm. which is funny because in this movie, they're like, it's so emotional. I'm like, I really doesn't feel like he doesn't feel like the Logan. I know from the X-Men comics where it's like, he's very uh, empathetic to, to people. Like whenever we review these episodes, right. We're always like, it's like, this is a great scene. Cause Logan is relating his trauma to somebody else, but not freaking out about it. Like, you know, that scene in um fucking, Wolverine and the X-Men, for example, and Warren's freaking the fuck out. And Logan, like, talks about how he feels like he's a monster. He's like, I understand your trauma. Like, you know, like, all that shit. Like, this just just did not exist in the Fox films. Yeah. He instead just, like, kind of grumpily stomps around and shit all the time. Yeah, he never fully processes the trauma. Except for Rogue. I think Rogue is the only character in any of these movies that he, like, seems to empathize with on any level, which there is a scene later on when he's looking at the comic and he sees a picture of Rogue in there and you see him kind of, like, look somber about it which i thought was a nice callback but mm-hmm. that's that's ryan's thing about logan in this movie no i'm with you so anyway we get to go see we get to go see some titties now because that's important yeah this is actually where the bridesmaids flash their titties i know we were just scene. like screaming about all the limo scenes and then oh and then we wait, go meet hold on. x23 again we I, I missed i missed an important piece where like a caliban is during his whole thing when he's trying to get logan to talk to him he's like he's like i know you can't see good because if you could see you would see that you didn't get the right shit you just got ibuprofen oh, that's what <laughs> logan like throws his mug yeah. and this uh, this scene actually does seem like logan to me where he now has reading glasses on that still has the tag on them yes i actually like that the tag is off later like in the next scene but in the first scene where he has the glasses they have the tag it's I great know. i just i love that yep. so much i'm like there we go it's really good so he's taking a fare now that's at a motel and he sees Laura. He's he sees Laura with a bouncy ball. Throwing the ball around. Yeah. In the parking lot. 
and Gabriella runs out. And that's when Gabriella just like runs out of the motel. He's like, hello, it's me. I called you. And he's like, goodbye. <laughs> yeah, he's like, like, God damn it. How did you find me? <laughs> Apparently he's so easily findable that she was like, I will get a call him. He's like, nobody can find me, but his business cards and flyers around town are like, if you would like a ride with Wolverine, like call him. <laughs> ride the Wolverine's limo. It's like Wolverine's taxi yeah, right. service. Like, I don't know. It's, it's also <laughs> kind of not believable that she is able to get his number and he he goes all the way there without realizing who she is. Why is this his job? Nobody knows. I don't know. But anyway, she's like, basically, yeah, you can take it, Maddie, if you want. She kind of gives the full rundown. She manages to get it out. Yeah. Uh, she's like, there's men after us. We need to get to North Dakota. There's a specific day we can cross to Canada. This is why it really feels so post-Trump, where it's like Mexico is vilified it, and Canada is the dream place we're all trying to escape to. Like, it's so 2017. Yeah, I agree. And Logan's like, anyone can do that job. And Gabriella's like, no, it has to be you. I'll give you $50,000. And so Logan is kind of gives pause at that. And he he's still mad and he's like, you know, the people after you are after me. You're fucking up my life. How did you find me? And she's like, oh, I'm on the Wolverine citing message boards or whatever. The, fuck. <laughs> the Wolverine subreddit, basically. That would exist, honestly. She's like, people said <laughs> someone who looked like the Wolverine was in El Paso. OK, so there's a scene where Laura breaks a window yeah, with, her, with ball, her ball. And the like the hotel lady comes storming out and she's like, you're a stupid child, which that was like so much. And Gabriella's is like, OK. She she specifically said, "Oh God, this was so heavy-handed and dumb." She specifically says, "Bad, Bad girl,", girl. Yeah. Like and she's they a make dog. it sound like she's scolding a dog. Yeah. For the record, I've never said "bad girl" to my dog because Laura's an animal. Get it? Get it? <laughs> I know, I <laughs> Logan calls her fat for no reason and tells her to get back in her office. I don't know what's going on with this scene, and so she's storming over towards Laura and Gabriella is like throwing herself in front of her like please do not agitate this murder child like no you don't yeah, well you can see on Gabriella's face and honestly I was afraid it was going to happen I'm just like she's just going to fucking murder this lady and I'm like oh thank god that didn't happen so wait how does Gabriella fall down I did, or does she just fall like I don't really understand what happens she falls there. because she's already injured she got no I know she's already hurt. injured but she's like went down and like because I know she went down and Logan sees that she's covered in blood and Logan's well, like it's what raining. Of course it's raining. She slips in a puddle and falls on the ground and there's blood everywhere. So they go inside the motel and Gabriella's like, you know, I'm a nurse. I can take care of myself. And this is when she pulls out all that money and she's like, I'll give you 20 grand, 30 grand later or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, my boyfriend is trying to kill me. I was like, what? Is that like real? Is like they, I think she or, just or she... lies so that Logan can understand it as like a logical thing where she's like, this is my daughter, Laura, and we're escaping my boyfriend, Donald Pierce. Right. Um, yeah. Because when Logan says that's your daughter, she does a long pause and says yes. And yeah. then she's like, he wants to hurt her. I know you're still good inside. I know you want to help. Yeah. And Logan's like, I don't know. I'm trying to buy a boat. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've got a lot of plates in the air right now. Well, so <laughs> Gabrielle is like, we have to be there Friday um, or we miss our chance to cross. And so he does take it. And there's like a, there's a very brief scene in between where he leaves the motel and goes back the next morning. And that scene, I mean, it's like not that important. It's like he comes by. Xavier makes a comment about how he likes Logan with his reading glasses. because It makes him look younger. Yeah, I mean, it's just Logan needs to be away for long enough that Gabrielle gets 
killed. There, although there is that scene where Logan's like telling Xavier, he's like, we're going to go live on the ocean. Everything's going to be fine. And we see Caliban behind him looking really fucking sad. Like he doesn't know that Caliban is there. And then Caliban kind of like, it's like, I, 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 I brought the food that, you know. <laughs> Definitely not listening to this whole conversation. <laughs> I mean, I, again, it's like another, it is yet another situation. Where I'm like, these characters are like canonically in a relationship. It is like, there's no other way to read this. At all. At all. Well, and Logan then tells Cal, he's like, I'm going to be gone yep. for a couple days. Yeah, he does do that. I got a big, I got a big job. And Caliban's like, what kind of job? And Logan's like, none of your fucking business. Get back in the kitchen, bitch. Yeah, he does kind of do that. And Caliban's like, fuck off. And so, so Logan <laughs> does go back to the motel and he sees that the door has been broken open and he goes inside and he finds Gabriella just like dead in the chair. Yep. He's definitely dead. Yeah, but he picks up her phone. Yeah. Which is important because he's going to get a video on it later that right. explains everything. Right. I also, can I just say, by the way, this is proof that Donald Pierce is fucking incompetent <laughs> as shit. Who murders her and then is like, I'm gonna leave the phone. Yeah. No, 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 no. The well, phone the was phone hidden. Was hidden the phone but was it wasn't hidden. that hard to find. It wouldn't be that hard no. to find. Because it was like hidden behind a side panel in the like shitty desk next to the bed. Yeah. And Logan finds it immediately. And she recorded like so much shit on that phone as we find out later. Like, you know that Transgen knows about it, so why wouldn't they... Yeah, yeah. yeah, why wouldn't they be like, we need the phone? Who cares about the woman? We need the phone. You know what? That's a good point, is that like they don't track the phone at any point in this yeah, movie, but they Yeah, wouldn't they, they have GPS on the Instead phone? They're, they're like, Caliban, we need you <laughs> to track the phone. That's a really good point. Well, okay. <laughs> they, legally, they might not be able to track her personal phone versus a company phone. But also, they can make clones and shit. So, like... Isn't this the future? Like, all these people are fucking cyborgs. Yeah, but none of that really comes into play. Like, technology isn't really what's used to track anything. This is a future where they're all cyborgs, but they're also also iPhones. Anyway. So, after Logan sees dead Gabriella, he drives back home again. So, Logan's response is, like, takes the phone and then goes, fuck, and turns back and goes back to Mexico. She had been in the middle of texting him, being like, they're here, they're going to kill me. They're here, Mm -hmm. yeah. And, like, didn't get a chance to send the text because he probably would have come sooner knowing that. Right. That's And he screams fuck again a bunch of times. He's like, fuck! Fuck me! Fuck! Fuck! And I was like, Jesus Christ, Logan. He's like, okay, well, they're gonna be coming for me now. Yeah, Mm -hmm. right. Which is why he's upset, and he should be, because they are. So he tries to drive home, rush home, before they find Caliban and Xavier. Um, And I guess we're supposed to believe that Laura snuck into his trunk over the course of this? Well, I think she snuck into the trunk while he was inside the motel room. And she, like, quietly got in there, which is just hilarious. It is funny. But, I mean, there's there's a lot of great moments in here where I would buy she would do that. Like, there's an upcoming scene, probably my favorite scene of the whole movie, is when she just kills, like, hundreds of cyborgs single-handedly <laughs> while Logan's standing there going like, she has claws like me. <laughs> Meanwhile, me and Todd were like not watching that scene because we were bored. I'm like, and yeah! Your favorite scene is when the little like 11-year-old stunt double does a bunch of backflips around the room. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Oh, God, they, they were so <laughs> they were so bad. Like that action choreography. The, the cross-cutting between the stunt double and X-23, not great. I'm gonna say it. It's not great. There was a scene where the stunt double did all this crazy shit and like like went down the ground and then Daphne and then Laura stood like up. walks in and it's the most awkward <laughs> scene ever where it's like clearly a different person like walks in and is like ha ha and it's like what is yeah. this is this D2 <laughs> anyway great job on the backflips to that stunt double though great job 
So Logan pulls back in, freaking out. Caliban is like, what's going wrong? And <laughs> Logan is like, the job was wrong to begin with. He storms off and then he's like running to Xavier and Caliban. That's this is when, when he finds the ball. Well, Todd and I are both kind of like, we think he might have sensed that and then started investigating. I remember thinking while I was watching the movie, I was like, did he sense Laura? Because he's got, he's very wary. Like Caliban's body language at that time is even before he finds the ball, he's very like something's wrong. Okay, yeah. but then when Logan hears a Jeep showing up and it's it's Donald Pierce, and Logan's like, Aren't you supposed to see shit coming to Caliban? And Caliban goes, I'm a glorified truffle pig, not a clairvoyant, which hilarious line. But I'm also like, by this point, shouldn't your truffle pig powers be going off? Because Laura's inside eating cereal with Xavier. I'm sorry, I just don't buy it. I Well, does he ever track a mutant other than Logan or Xavier? Because I'm wondering if maybe his powers don't work on artificial mutants because Laura and the others are all like made in a lab versus and they bring this up like a thousand times that they're not, quote, natural mutants, which is a weird message to say this movie doesn't make sense. That's the thing. I mean, you could be right, Todd, but like, again, they don't they explain groomed. the sci-fi they were rules groomed. of it all. They were groomed. Oh, my God. <laughs> what they the chose fuck? to be gay. They're not real gays. Oh they were converted God. by teachers. Oh, <laughs> they, were made by, they were made by gay teachers in a laboratory. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my God. So uh, anyway, so Caliban pulls out the bag. He's like, whose bag is this, Logan? Yeah. Logan's like, Logan's like, what? I don't know. Go Mine, inside. I feel pretty. Go bury this dog. <laughs> so he's like, go inside, keep Charles quiet. And so yeah. Caliban goes away. And then Logan watches like a thousand Reavers show up. No, 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 no. That no, is no. later. This is just Pierce at My this bad. point. Just one shows up and it's Donald Pierce. And he's like, hi there. I'm, I'm looking. <laughs> I, <you> know, <laughs> I have a really thick accent. I'm Donald Pierce and I've got a robot hand. <laughs> I don't have a problem with him being Southern. I just think it's very funny I just that like for some reason it, he decided to do that. His accent is a little over the top. I just like top. imitating That's Donald Pierce. Okay, but like it's better than Rogue who just didn't have one and I was like, okay, Oh my God, whatever. except for when she did. So Donald Pierce is like, where are you keeping the old man? I'd like to meet him. I'm told HSA classifies his brain as a weapon of mass destruction now. Which is actually fact. Yeah. And even in the comic I mean, books, that's he's fair. like, they probably should have classified it that way way before now. But whatever. <laughs> and Logan's like, he's been dead for a year. And Pierce is like, all right, well, where's the girl? And Logan's, because he's holding the bag, and he's like, I didn't even meet a girl. <laughs> yeah, Logan's like, what girl? I don't know a girl. I've never met one. <laughs> I've never even heard of girls. What are girls? <laughs> I know, right? Like, so he's like, Laura's bag that says property of Laura Kitty on it. And like, <laughs> it says, AKA X23, AKA Logan's daughter. And it's yeah, like, I know, what's right? Going on right now? <laughs> I just, I love that the conversation gets more and more suspicious, and Pierce is just like, well, I'm so disappointed. You met Gabriella and you didn't tell me. And then Logan just rebounds his head off the car. Yeah. Like Logan just gets tired of the conversation. And he's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's just like, this is boring. And Pierce is like, I wish you'd call me cutie pie. <laughs> okay, I did write down that. He thought Pierce. <laughs> did, I'm glad that you guys also picked up on that because I was like, Pierce is getting like progressively more queer. There, as there this goes is on. a little bit there of horny is, energy sure. in Pierce's. Pierce's lines. In like yeah. a queer villain way. Yeah, which I was like, all right, I'll buy it. I'll go with yeah, it. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I mean, this is also a 
movie where Logan's gay married to Caliban. Right. So I was like, yeah, whatever. Exactly. This is this is not <laughs> this is not the mastermind no. Hideki situation again where I'm like, this is just borderline <laughs> gross. Like Pierce just gets gayer as every line he says <laughs> happens. By the end of the movie, he's just like, Jesus, I'm Donald Pierce of the Reavers, and I'm looking for Logan. <laughs> okay, my note here literally says is is Pierce trying to kiss Logan. So, you know, I guess clearly but he gets he gets knocked out because one finds like a pipe and throws it perfectly at Pierce's head. Yeah, she does. Knocking him She's out. Perfect. And Xavier rolls out and he's like, this is Laura. It's the mutant I've been <laughs> sensing. And then Xavier just starts speaking Spanish and Logan's like, what is happening? <laughs> I like this scene also because it's funny. Because Charles is, is not reading the room in a way that is very adorable. Like he doesn't notice the body on the ground or the fact that Laura just threw a lead pipe at a man's head. He's just like so excited and happy that there's a kid there that he gets to, to teach and mentor and train. And it's like, oh my God, Charles, you are living in like 50 years ago time period i know xavier's whole character in this movie is a really like weird take on the actual issue of like having an older family member with dementia yeah no you're right which is a really complicated situation and then if you put psychic powers on top of it <laughs> yeah which we all are familiar well with. they they use yeah. they use the danger of of Xavier not controlling his powers to like blow the metaphor up to a scale that makes it way more apparent. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Rice even says it later in the movie. He's just like, I don't, he asks Caliban, he's like, is it dementia, ALS, something? So one of those affecting the most dangerous mind in the world. What a terrifying thought. Like Rice says that. Right. And that's kind of like the idea of Xavier's whole character, which I don't know, like they bend, they 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 bend into a lot of like weird mental health tropes about dementia characters that I'm not necessarily. Yeah. And they also allow Xavier to be lucid whenever they need him to be for plot reasons. And then whenever they want him to be goofy. Like it's funny that he's wheeling around, like talking about chalupas, but is that what he says? Did he yeah. say something about a chalupa? And I just don't remember that. Yeah, he does. Yeah. When he's wheeling around it's in his, his chair. First, first series of monologues, he makes the Taco Bell ad like monologue part of it where he's like the cheese is baked in the crust Ryan (laughs) I can't Ryan did you watch this film (laughs) (laughs) he was uh, Ryan was making out with the imaginary gay cowboy when when you might want to check out the movie I don't know really what was happening is I was watching this scene between Logan and Caliban and I'm like rewriting it where they're having a moment and then Ryan walks into the room (laughs) (laughs) Ryan's like guys guys we can all be friends here we can all play together I don't I just I don't know it was it's weird like I enjoy Xavier in this movie I think they did something really fun and interesting with this character but I also sometimes I'm just like okay like you you could be you could stand to be a little more realistic with this concept of the old man with dementia and how complicated and messy it is to be the caretaker for somebody who has dementia right right so like so what happens now is that he tells Caliban that Donald Pierce was going to have the Reavers. They're going to show up. So you, I, he's like, you need to kill this guy and like dump him in a lake. Like, that's what you need to do. He doesn't mention the Reavers yet. He he doesn't say like, well, no, he, doesn't he say, does kind of imply it's just like people are probably going to come look for him. He mentions Alkali. Right. So he's like, go throw him in a ditch. Here's my problem with scene is that like Logan, I, 
he like signs up Caliban to die at this point, pretty much, which is unfortunate. Yeah, pretty much. Not intentionally. It's just like neither of them really ah, what needed to happen I think here. By, by way of negligence, Logan does do it intentionally. Yeah. He hands Caliban the gun, is like, drive over here, the gun. shoot him, and put him in the yeah. ditch. I'm like, shoot him now. Shoot him now. <laughs> He is unconscious on the ground. Do you think he's going to stay that way until you like drive over somewhere and then shoot him? Shoot him now. I was so annoyed. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because it's like Logan's the one who's willing to stab people in the ear for just trying to carjack him. Why doesn't Logan just stab him right now? I hate this. This is a guy who's trying to kill him and Logan is like, eh, I'm not going to kill him. It's like, what is with the different modulations of violence? Like Logan will kill somebody for doing something non-violent. Exactly. He'll kill somebody for attempting to steal the lug knots off his car but yeah. he's not gonna kill the guy who's gonna come back with like a weapon-esque task force i think what's happening here is that logan's like i don't want to kill this guy in front of this kid logan not knowing that laura herself is like a fucking murderer murder like, machine yeah that's bizarre because she just threw a pipe at the guy well, and also that, he could just be like mean anything to logan <laughs> I don't know. I think I think Logan knows that she's capable of hurting somebody. It's I, when was the last time a kid was playing out in the yard and then just threw an actual lead pipe at someone's head? I don't know. I don't know. Right. I mean, to be fair, I'm, I'm Logan does not. He's so slow on the uptake in this movie yeah. in general that I I kind of get that he just doesn't register right. that at all. Like he <laughs> he barely registers Laura as a person until like the last ten seconds of the movie. Like for most of the movie, he's like, "Who gives a shit about yeah. Laura?" It's really it's very sad. Like you have to believe that that Logan is so traumatized as a person that he no longer cares about a mutant child. Yeah, I mean it is it is sad. Like he doesn't start caring about her for a long fucking time. Like a long time. I know. Although although I do like the following scene where. Where Laura's eating cereal and Xavier's like right I in her love face. This scene. So fascinated. He's like, there's a mutant here that's not it's dead. Really and I was like, you know, and it's like like Xavier's eyes glowing with like excitement again that there's like a, a new mutant. Yeah. yeah. I like this part. It's good vibes. Part of like it's very clear that Xavier has been torturing himself over mutants being gone. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. that Laura represents he doesn't know, he doesn't remember what happened, but he knows something bad happened. And Laura yeah. is the hope for the future that he's been waiting for. Yeah, he's like, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, Xavier killed his own boyfriend, Magneto, because he shot corn into Magneto's butt like that anime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe they shouldn't have been so into corn play. That would have probably helped. All right. Anyway. Uh, wow, I just referenced an anime <laughs> from like 25 years ago that our listeners probably do not know what we're talking about. Still on YouTube. It is. It is. Behold. <laughs> So Logan tries to get Laura's backpack from her and she very cutely rips it out of his hands repeatedly and is stronger than he is. Well, they start like struggling over it. Xavier's like, what are you doing, dude? Like, (laughs) which is actually very funny that Xavier has to be the one that's like, you're being too much right now. Like, calm down. This is a child. Like, it's funny, though. I like it. And then it. Xavier's like, by the way, Laura's mom is not who she said she was. Yeah. And, like, Logan's like, how yeah. do you even know? Xavier's like, well, we've been communicating psychically. And Logan's like, take 50 pills right now. You cannot have an attack out there. Do you understand? Which Xavier does say yes. I mean, to be fair. Yeah. Legitimate response. Like, if Xavier's just like, oh, my psychic power has been working. I, if I were Logan, I'd have just knocked yeah, him just out. Yeah, punch like, him. On punch the him spot. in the jaw. I know. And it's actually right hilarious. Because, like, he does say you need to take these pills. And Xavier himself is like, yeah, you're right. You're like, I might murder a bunch like, of people. Yeah, okay, fair. Yeah, so he fair. takes he takes the pills, and Charles goes, "She's the mutant I told you about, the one we have to help." Yeah, and Logan's like, "She's not a mutant." 
And Charles is like, yes, she is, dumbass. And then a train goes by and Laura gets jumps up defensively. And like Xavier's like, no, it's a train. Choo-choo, choo-choo, choo-choo. I was like, all right, calm down with the choo-choo. All right. And then we get to go see Caliban dumping Donald Pierce off the side of the road. And he, oh my God. Instantly gets up and picks up the gun. Well, does Caliban like put it like on the like dashboard and left it there? Yeah, he like put it on the passenger seat. So he like walks all the way around the car, opens the passenger car door. I don't know. And then as he's getting the gun out, Donald Pierce like comes up behind him and is like, you're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, yeah. Like, it's like, I don't know. Poor Caliban. I know. It's really clear from the moment that Logan gives him the gun that Caliban is like, I don't like guns. Like, I don't want this around I mean, Logan doesn't either, canonically. Like, Logan is like, I hate guns. I only kill with knives in my hands. That's morally correct. But I didn't want these knives in my hands. (laughs) Knives are really up close and personal. I want them to know who did it. He's like screaming this as he's taking his clothes off going through the airport. Security. Yeah, he's like, I don't I just like love knives. Oh like, my okay. god. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah. Logan is like at his like little house, right? And then he sees that the Reavers Mad Max caravan are coming. Are coming. And he's freaking <laughs> yeah. out. Well, and they it starts rumbling again. Like the train. And Xavier's just like, yeah, yeah, it's just a choo-choo. And Logan looks out the window and he's like, it's not a fucking train, <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> They are coming to kill us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so Logan like loses his shit. He throws Xavier into the wheelchair. Is like then throwing him into the limo. And Xavier's like, "What about Laura?" And Logan's like, "Not my problem." Like what? About like, he's just like, "I'm gonna fucking drive away and leave that child here. I don't care at all." All right. I mean, so so the Reavers show up. They smash in the property. They cannot get away because there's like sixty nine. But that's not, I did not mean to choose that number. Nice. Well, move to 75. 75 vans that show up, <laughs> Mad Max style. It's yeah. definitely not a blowjob's worth of vans. It's more like four, but go on. One of them has tied Caliban to the front of it and is forcing him to play a guitar that's shooting flames. <laughs> kinda. Kinda, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm really enjoying the version of this movie where Caliban can only communicate with Spanish guitar for the rest of the film. <laughs> Show us where the mutants are. I mean, it's also like a weird combination of Max and the flamethrower guitar playing character from Mad Max Fury Road. Like, why are we combining those two characters for no reason? Okay, but so anyway, so importantly, Pierce shows up. He gets out, and now Logan is freaking out because Pierce is here. And, like, this is, again, where I'm, like, they were in a... Caliban and Logan were in a relationship. Because the way that Logan starts (laughs) reacting about Caliban specifically is, like, very much, like, where's my boyfriend? Like, he's, like, where's Caliban? He keeps screaming about Caliban. I was torn. I'm, like, oh, he cares about Caliban. And then part of me went, yeah, and if he really cared about Caliban, he he wouldn't wouldn't have have sent him out into the wilderness with just an unconscious body and a fucking gun. Yeah. I, yeah, I, well, I, I mean, Logan, but Logan's freaking out. And also, out. we've seen how bad of a boyfriend he's been. And also, yes. it's hard to really feel for him in this moment because we're like, you're leaving an 11 year old girl behind. Like, why, dude? <laughs> you you I, got your boyfriend kidnapped and you're going to leave an 11 year old girl to die in the middle of Mexico. And <laughs> you're saving a 97 year old who, let's be honest, doesn't have much longer to live and could easily kill you by accident. thousands of people by thinking. So, I love that when Pierce sees yes. Xavier, he says, oh, the world's most famous octogenarian. And Xavier goes, nonagenarian. Actually, I know it's so funny. It's really, really funny. I, I like that. And so Pierce lies and is like, Caliban's dead. He's not dead. He's not. Yeah. Um, and, and then Logan, Logan like, loses, loses shit. He's not really tied to the front of a car. I just want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> That's not real. 
He's, the, he's probably tied up in the back Kelvin's of a car. Kelvin's in the back of one of the vans. They didn't actually tie up to the front of a no, car. They no, they didn't do that, but the gay cowboy blowing Logan definitely did not. The gay cowboy is, Yeah, though. that was real. That was real. That All happened. Right, so anyway, uh, Pierce tells the Reavers to go get Laura. And this is actually, okay, I know you guys didn't enjoy the, all this, but I did. And I so I will talk mm-hmm. about it. So basically, the, this first scene is actually really great, where we have this huge fucking, like, cyborg reaver stomping in. And, like, Laura's just calmly eating her cereal because you see her, like, not acting like she can hear him, but you can see that she's looking and she's listening. Yeah. Can I just say, by the way, this is the slowest bowl of cornflakes in history. She has been eating it, it for, I'm going to say, a half an hour at this well, point. Well, yeah, yeah whatever. She's really <laughs> taking her time. Well, you know, they had to make sure that the sponsorship for cornflakes was super included in these It was scenes. really visible. <laughs> right. yeah. 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 Although, I, this is one of those scenes that I was like, Daphne Keene looks and feels like Laura Kinney from the comic books. Yeah, like I just, her faces, her little faces that she does, her little side eye. She, they must have given her source material to look at. And she must have really, I would love to see what she said in an interview about this character. But anyway, so this hunking reaver comes over and he takes out like handcuffs and she looks at him and he's just like waiting around to be like, get in the fucking handcuffs. And then it shoots to outside and we hear like bullets and screaming and like, then it just goes dead silent. And everyone's just staring, and we see Laura walk out with the reverse head in her hand. Yeah, this is amazing. Which she throws at Donald <laughs> Pierce. This is one of those moments where the level of gore, I'm in favor, because it's so funny that she just has his head. I wasn't a big fan of the gore, but her just tossing the head out was actually really <laughs> also funny. Also very Mad Max. This, this was pretty Mad Max. Really yes. good. Really worth it. I wish that the rest of the movie had more restraint so that moments like this one could really land, could you shine. know? And it's it's like, okay, great, you're earning the R rating with these moments, but instead they just are like, fuck, 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 uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Calm down. Although, I, okay, I will say, I think this movie was in part inspired by Mad Max because when this movie, they came out 2017, right? So Mad Max not only come out two years prior to this and it was such a huge hit. And I think, I think James Mangold drew inspiration. I mean, it came out in 2015. This was filmed in 2016. I think it's totally plausible. So like, I, I would not be surprised if like they were inspired by that. The, the Reaver design yeah. and everything. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll buy it. What was the other movie that you watched alongside this on Let's Watch 2? It was Children of Men, right? Yeah. Yeah, Children of Men. Significantly better movie, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> like, Children of Men, Mad Max, this are all like... Dark future, apocalyptic. Relatively, well, okay, Children of Men isn't particularly violent, but it is somewhat violent. It is apocalyptic. Yeah, though, it is apocalyptic, sure. and they're about... They're road movies, right? Like, they're road movies about... They a are. Journey They're all from road trip movies. Yeah. Road Apocalypse X, road trip. It's Mario Kart, guys. It's all about Rainbow Road. You know, you know, and for some reason, I'm just thinking of that SNL sketch that was like The Last of Us, but it was Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, The Last of Us is another one of those post-apocalyptic road movies. <laughs> Ryan's like, Todd's gonna hate the way that Logan ties him. Like, apparently, he gets taken out by a blue shell. Yeah, honestly, yeah. He may as well. <laughs> and like Waluigi well. just goes by his like, ah, ah side <laughs> Luigi driving into Canada while Laura tries to <laughs> see me rolling. Uh, the right, so anyway, uh, so now Pierce is like saying, Laura, stay where you are. <laughs> he's, try- he's also kind of talks to her like a dog again. He does yeah. do that. And this scene is cool because this is when she's getting mad and we start, she pops her claws slowly and Logan is like, what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) It's actually pretty good. And then 
Then she like takes out some dudes and runs away and people start shooting. I love Pierce just going, stop shooting. She heals. It doesn't matter. I know. I know. It's great. I like just like love you. She's like, stop shooting. She heals. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's the line. I can't tell if I like Pierce or not because he has moments. His act is very good. There are moments where I'm like, I'm on your side. Yeah. <laughs> you're completely incompetent henchman like now we shoot little girl and he's just like oh my fucking god yeah yeah, yeah. except you can't be on his side because he's trying to mass exterminate mutants uh, yeah so i know it's, it's a problem really pity him. so they okay so there is actually this is fun maddie there it, it's funny they made the freddy krueger reference before because they actually do cinematically a callback to nightmare on elm street here where the reavers go inside the house and then it looks above onto like a walkway that's made of grating and you see her like look down and kind of crawl across it. That is something that happens in Nightmare on Elm Street. So in I was Nightmare like, that's fun. Movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought that was a fun, a fun little callback they did there because they had already referenced him once in the movie. So clearly James Van Gogh likes Nightmare on Elm Street, which is cool. Yeah. I appreciated it from my horror perspective. And then she like leaps down and starts like, Killing dudes. Killing people. Like murdering people, which I think is is sort of horrifying in the like right. kick-ass hit girl way where you're like, this is a child, but she's killing people. Yeah. And like she goes outside and one like manages to get her, but does she I liked this move where she does this crazy like leg shit where she like twirls around him and like flips him over with legs because yeah because she has claws in her feet well she hasn't taken this well. out yet, but they did this in the Marvel versus Capcom games too, also where like she does fight with her arms but also her legs in a way that Logan doesn't and I thought that was really yeah. cool they translated it to the film and I was like nice yeah she's much more acrobatic there's, than yeah, there's like this crazy shit like she gets like shot with a harpoon and Logan starts fighting yeah. the people when that happens then she rips the harpoon out of her body and she pops her toe mm-hmm. claw Daphne Keen is doing these very animal like screams and moans of of pain yeah. that are like yeah. a hurt dog and then like an angry dog they're really leaning really hard on the animal she's a feral right. animal situation yeah and the fact that she has yet to speak at all kind of helps that it does although i do like she pops her toe claw and just starts slitting dudes throats with it which i thought was like kind of hilarious i was like damn she's like stabbing people in the throat with her foot yep that's right i mean i wish emma frost could do that with her heels but anyway <laughs> logan gets back into the car and starts driving because Logan's like, I think Logan figures out that she's going to like get into the car. Like he goes because he's driving to her and like Xavier's just in the background calmly be like, I told you she's a mutant like you so much like you. Where are we? Are we going to Taco Bell? And it's like, I don't know. Meanwhile, Laura's like outside still flipping around and Logan pulls up the limo and Laura does like a flip and jumps through the sunroof. Jumps on the limo. Yeah. Then they're driving away. There's like a thousand fucking vans shooting at them. At one point, one shooting, I love this scene where Laura jumps on top of Xavier to protect him from getting shot, then jumps off and sucks the bullets out of her arms and spits them out. And Logan's like, spits yeah, it that, out. That moment is Christ. so great. Logan's, like, Logan's trying to drive, but he's also like, what is happening back there? He's like, I, like, I understand <laughs> that she is doing shit I do, but I'm not ready or prepared for whatever yeah, any of like this is. It's like hard for him to see like an 11 year old girl sucking a bullet out of her arm and then spitting it on the, the floor of the car. Uh, yeah. He's like, wait, what? This is a child. This is I know. And then, and then right we do now. some Quentin Tarantino show where Logan like slams into the fence that he poorly made that gets stuck to the limo. Then 
He then backs up and uses the attached fence to wipe out people on motorcycles and cars. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, I like, like sudden. I mean, it's more Mad Max than Quentin Tarantino. We are like in the Matrix now, where it's just like, yeah, like he's flipping around. He's I like, was, a, a I was like, what's happening? Professional driver who's like doing all these Tokyo Drift tricks. And, yeah, and everything. really, I thought of Tokyo Drift too. I was like, what is happening? Yeah, because he's spinning the car around. You know how Logan's such a good driver and he's famous for driving, and that's why he's a driver. <laughs> I don't know. And then and then they are all racing alongside a train that is there. There is a real choo-choo. Yeah, this is very Western. Yeah. Where they're like, they're going to cut right in right. front of the train and thereby lose the rest of the people following It's them. how you get through the that N64 level of Mario Kart 64. <laughs> what is it called? Calamari Desert or something? I don't know. Okay, Ryan, it's a reference to Westerns, not Mario Kart. No, it's Mario but- Kart. All right. <laughs> Christ. Okay. Let's leave it there because Ryan has to go. Uh, but yeah, they get they get across the train tracks. Well, the, well, before Pierce Pierce screams, bring me the tracker, aka Caliban. Yeah. So then there, we get this reveal that Caliban is actually still alive. It's just that he's been kidnapped by the baddies, where he shall remain for the rest of the movie um, until he tries to sacrifice himself, blows himself up. Yep. I would end. I would end after the next scene. There's two scenes technically. One's very short. Logan asks Laura who she is, and Xavier's Doesn't like, "Doesn't she remind you of anybody?" Logan's like, "Jesus <laughs> Christ!" That's I a funny line. Xavier's just like, "You dumb bitch." <laughs> it's so obvious who this is. Yeah. yeah, and then her association with Weapon X, a place that has all of your medical material. What do you think? <laughs> What do you think made me happen here? What do you, what do we, what? And Logan's like, I don't know how babies are made. No, he doesn't. He thinks, <laughs> no one told he's me. He's like, they're delivered, they're made in Santa's workshop, right? <laughs> and then they're delivered by, by storks. Yeah, I, right. So anyway, like the, the final scene I would talk about is that Pierce does get Caliban, throws him into a chair and like punches him in the face. And he's like abusing Caliban. And it's basically like, hey, yep. you used to work for my team and you used to gather up mutants yeah. for a question mark. To kill them, I guess. Yeah. Well, but I don't think I don't think Caliban did any of that voluntarily. If you read the Wikipedia summary of the movie, they mentioned that Caliban worked for transigents. So like he probably yeah. rounded up a bunch of the people that they used for Right, right. One hundred percent. But I do also feel that Caliban didn't do that willingly that's because he doesn't even want to do it now and he keeps on denying yeah he's like you're thinking of someone else and he like doesn't cop to it and then and then pierce cuts open the ceiling that they had developed that logan had developed for caliban to live with him as his husband and so the sun comes in and caliban starts he like bursts into flames which i was like what yeah like a vampire i was like what is happening (laughs) and then he's like you're gonna work for me and then, like, throws something to cover his face and be like, all right, this is what we're going to do. And then that's where we can end it for now, because I feel like that's fine. But poor Caliban. Yeah. I feel bad for Logan's husband in this, because Logan's treating him like shit, and then he dies. Justice for Caliban, baby. Right? Justice like, for Caliban, and he's not going to fucking get he's it. He's not going mean- to get any really a bummer nobody gets to survive this movie nope. <laughs> other than laura and her amazing friends <laughs> <laughs> laura laura and company but we said this in the finale of the wolverine anime if it's a wolverine story lots of people are gonna die like you just i knew as it's soon true. as caliban like my only note for caliban when he first showed up on screen was caliban definitely doesn't survive this movie i'm like i know that he's gonna <laughs> die yeah it's yeah, like it's so sad because like and this version of Caliban is very, 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 very different from yeah, from the comics. And it's yeah. it's it's weird because it's like it's just a totally different character. But I don't dislike the character that they created for this movie. That's dating Logan. Yeah, 
You know, like whoever this character is that they made up, basically. And we're conveniently forgetting the Caliban that existed in X Men. Yeah, we are. <laughs> but it's the same actor. So, like, can we wait, conveniently wait, there, forget that? Because wait, it's wait, the wait, same wait, actor. Is it really the same actor? I think so. I don't think Isn't it is. It? I'm going to look it up because I don't I don't think that's correct. Okay. Well, anyway, um, we can save the who's gay section for episode two when we talk about the whole movie. Uh, but Caliban and Logan are gay. You already know that. That fake cowboy. We know who it is. That fake cowboy <laughs> that, who's not that in the film. Cowboy. Boy is gay as fuck. Um, also, mutantages.com is yeah, our website, etc., etc. It's, et cetera, it's, it's et not the same actor. Oh, wow. He looks very similar to me. Yeah, I, th- I think that He has the high cheekbones. Well, I do think that they sure. were specifically being like, yeah, this is Calvin from X-Men Apocalypse. Which came out six months ago. <laughs> Why didn't they keep the same guy? That's so weird. The worst part for me, actually, is Rice being played by the guy who was in charge of the fleet in Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> What? Yeah. Um, anyway, our highest tier Patreon supporters are Samuel B and Sora and B. Ryan has to go. <laughs> oh, I know, like it's I funny. I pulled up this. the stuff this time so I could say it, but I don't have a fun voice, and you already did. So thank you, Samuel B and Sora and B, for being our top tier Patreon supporters. You can find the mutant ages everywhere. We're on every piece of social media. We've given up listing them because social media changes week to week. So like you know, whatever. Yeah, it's, whatever. It's impossible to keep up. We're all on Blue Sky now, though, so follow us there. I'm Ryan Pagella on all social. Follow me on Blue Sky or Instagram. That's probably the best way to do it. Maddie, Todd. Yeah, I'm at Mindy Myers. Todd, do you want to say your Blue Sky handle? Because I think it's actually different from what it was last time you changed no, it. No, last eight, I had just changed it oh. the last time I was on the show. Okay. Great. Yes, it's on, on Blue Sky. It's Fox Fox Harper, all one, all one word. Although I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really post... <laughs> I post on the other blue sky way more than I post on my main blue sky, actually. Which the is... secret sexy blue sky. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if you want to join blue sky, uh, maybe check out the mutant ages discord channel. Brian and I and Todd have some extra invite codes. So yeah. if you want an invite code, yeah. just hit, us, hit us, up. us up there. And, uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash the mutant ages. we got bonus apps, all kinds of stuff. We already shouted out our highest tier Patreon supporters. If you can't afford to support the show though, just leave us a review, share the show, Share the only show that didn't think Logan was a masterpiece. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Yeah. And with that, we will see you next time for the second half. Where Logan and Calvin renew their vows. Renew their vows. They don't. Well, they don't. They both well fucking to die. The, well tied they to die. the grills of adjacent cars. Honestly, I'm, I'm actually kind of mad that the movie ends the way that does. Because I would much rather like the ending where... Logan and Caliban adopt Laura and all her like friends as their children. It would be nice if they survived. Yeah, right. But they don't. They don't. They both die. Everyone dies. It's a Wolverine movie. Nobody Everyone lives. Dies. Where's Yukio? Nobody yeah. knows. Where is Yukio? All right. Bye, everybody. See you next time. <laughs> In hell. The Oh, God damn it. Ryan, turn Sorry. off your phone. Turn it off. You can be inaccessible to people for the next hour of your life. It's an hour. It wasn't even anybody calling me. I just hit a button on my phone. I'm sorry. Right? Is your phone like one of those cat toys that has like a bunch of like... Yeah, like you bat at it and all the lights start going off I'm suddenly? sorry. I truly am just imagining Ryan's phone in like a little plastic ring and he hits it and it starts playing a sound and spins around the ring and then it stops yeah. and he bats it again. It's kind of like that. Although I do have like an app on here that plays sounds because I think it's funny. Is that called Spotify? <laughs> An app on here no. that plays songs. Okay. It's called Airhorn, but they have different sounds on here. Oh, so it sure, could be like. Sure, sure.
okay. Okay, Todd. Also be like. <laughs> okay. All right, anyway. Todd, just keep <laughs> going and ignore whatever I that is. Go- I am. I'm going Shit. to keep going. Thank you for permission to do that, though. <laughs> Stop! Just just ignore whatever's happening over there. He'll figure it out. Oh my god. What is even happening right now? We'll never know.